Okay, I'm recording again. Hey, everyone, I forgot to mention. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're still, yeah, we're still, I forgot to mention. Hey, everyone, um, I'm in a I game. I hope everyone's still listening after I'm, we said good. You have to, like, inject this in, like, naturally. Like, I, Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll fade yeah, out the music and then uh-huh. pop back up. Oh, God. But yeah. then what if people turn it off? Well, that's I really the thing. want people, people to are know this. Turn off. Like, this has to go in, like, the middle of the episode somewhere. Like, yeah, I'm sticking this like on the front. The I am attaching this to the very start of the episode. Because right, I want everyone to know, I am right. in a game called Tectonica. It's coming out on July 18th on Game Pass. So you can play it if you're a Game Pass subscriber. You can play it as part of your subscription on your Xbox or your PC. Uh, it is a cool, like, underground space exploration factory building. I honestly don't know what the genre is, but it looks cool as hell. It's got a real, like, like neon shit glowing up in caves kind of look um i i loved doing the part i got to do a german accent it's called tectonica it's from the makers of 20xx that sweet ass mega man clone um and it's sequel 30xx uh so so check out tectonica on game pass please and hear right. me and i Thanks. guess now this was the cold open so now we play the music and then after the music we actually start the show yes okay there yeah. we go thanks for sticking around <laughs> thanks for listening all right. yeah, no, 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 don't turn off the show. No, you keep listening. Now started. the show is going to start. Now. Yeah. See you next month. Yep. You're listening to Triple Radio on the Fat Gatsby Network. We're live. We're live, pals, buddies, friends, comrades, chums. And we're recording too. Everyone's all all signals are are recording, which is that's great. That's that's lucky. I feel feel happy and fortunate that that's happening. Okay. All right. Drag you guys over here so that I can look at you (laughs) while. um, All right. I've got a two monitor setup now, which I'm happy about. Um, That's probably good yeah yeah it's great it means i can like look at a recording and also mm-hmm. like if i have to match it to video i can have the recording on one screen and the video on another screen or a script mm-hmm. on the other screen um a couple of 1080p monitors that i found at thrift stores one was 15 bucks one was nine yeah <laughs> they're they're great yeah i had found one for like 20 uh i i knew that it was older but I looked it up. I knew that it was 1080p and I brought it home and I was like, oh, this is not an IPS screen. This is pre IPS. The viewing angles on this are garbage. Mm. Like ah. if you're not looking at it straight on, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. tilt up, it's dim, tilt down, it's dim. So I just replaced it with this $9 newer IPS monitor from Goodwill. It's fantastic. <laughs> that's I that's never one thing I'm happy did. about. Never thought I needed two monitors until like work had me do two monitors and then three monitors. And now when I go down to one, it's very cramped. It's not <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got two here at home and I got three at work. I don't need more than yep. two here at home. But it work three Same. turns out is quite needed. But uh yeah, hey everybody, welcome back to ah, Triple Radio. My <laughs> gosh. <laughs> It's been been a minute. We didn't record in June because of uh, vacations. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Th- I guess thanks for waiting for me. Thanks for waiting for me again. Uh, last, we couldn't record in June because I was away with my family and uh, I barely made it back in time tonight because we were away with Jan's family. So, uh, mm-hmm. families, the lesson families keep you from entertaining other people. Yeah. And- well, as, as always, like, yeah, summer, summer is a busy time for you because <laughs> everyone's uh, home. Yeah, all your my, people are home. In my grill, all the time, in my face, making noise in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the most chaotic two months of the year for you. Yeah, and it was <laughs> it was made doubly tough uh, because, uh, well, as I'm sure we'll, we'll talk with our viewers, we all got to hang out in person not too long ago. Yeah. It was great fun. Three days after that, my AC died, and we spent Ooh. a sweltering two weeks in the heat wave that we had. It was not as clearly not as bad as your heat wave, Weiss, but... Uh, sure. It was it was not great. And uh, yeah, I mean, you guys were close, like because my mom said it was I mean, you guys were in the 90s. We were in and the 90s. also your humidity is rougher than mine. So you wet. need that. Yeah, yeah, it was sl- wet, sweaty nights in cold, damp sheets every night. It was, <laughs> Gross. It was, it was not great. And like, I would have liked to have comparison shopped around, but like. You know, nah. of the three yeah, companies yeah. that I reached out to, only one was able to tell me, like, yeah, we can take a look at that, like, in three or four days, as opposed to, like, several weeks from now. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah. and then it was another, like, ten days for them to get someone out here to actually do it. Nine grand uh, later, I've got a new HVAC system. Uh, yeah. Home ownership. Oh, yeah. Home ownership, folks. You should have just done it by yourself like Mahoney. <laughs> you have that high money and know-how, right, Dave? Oh, boy. So, well, Mahoney's putting in a heat pump, uh, which yeah. I asked about, uh, but we already, ha- like, we have vents, you know, and my, my house has yeah. vents everywhere, and those vents, they told me that they would be like, we would love to sell you an expensive heat pump, but because of the way your vents are set up in your house, you would not see the level of efficiency that other people in other parts of the country would, you'd be better off with a cheaper conventional system. We, mm. We'd love to get a commission from you from a heat pump, but we're going to be honest and we'll just sell yeah. you the, the cheapest system, which was still nine grand. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. In lieu of a podcast last month, we saw each other in person and didn't record the proceedings. We just enjoyed each other's company. Which is cool. I, th- I thought yeah. about recording, believe yep. me, yeah. but we enjoyed <laughs> each other's company. Yeah, well, there there was children about as well. It would have been a disaster. That would have been a disaster with children. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they they were it, hanging out and, and mingling and definitely not getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no. it was everything at once. Like, if we had, like, the day, sure. Two mm-hmm. days, sure. <laughs> yeah. Nah, was... I, I was glad. I was open to it, but I figured I would leave that to you guys to suggest, especially with the children's running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had fun. Yeah. We played games. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. That's most of the video game list I have, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the games we played inspired me to make a purchase, not a purchase, but a specific uh-huh. request for a birthday present. Because uh, it was it, it was my birthday that three days later that I, our AC died. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a happy birthday to me. Uh, but I did get a copy of Street Fighter 4. It's six. Uh, Street Fighter Six. Four. 
Wait, yeah. <laughs> you were inspired to roll it back. Yeah, I'm just going to dial it yeah. back, all the way back to Street Fighter 4. No, I got a copy of Street Fighter 6 for my base model PS4. Mm. And I, to with the huge caveat that I have not yet played, like, the single-player world tour mode, I've only mm-hmm. done just a standard, you know, arcade and versus, um, that shit runs fine. That's, like, yeah. that- frame rate appears to be identical to what we played on on your Xbox, Tim. Um, I, I have heard it's the world tour mode that kind of chugs on yeah, probably. the older yeah. consoles. And I'm fine with it. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. be able to tell the difference, I think. So good, good, good on them. That's a, that's, that's a fun game. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Lots of cool female like characters for my daughters to enjoy. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, that nice game, new people. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that game came out since we last talked. Yeah, or uh, live in per, or you know, in front of other people. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, we we played it when we were at your house, and I've played a considerable amount of. I've, <laughs> I've not played a considerable amount of the world tour mode. Whenever I sit down, I'm just like, ah, I just want to sit down and play some ranked and. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like a lot to dive into, and like I, I just, I just kind of want to dive into fights because, because it's a yeah. fun, it's a good fun game that really gives me some Street Fighter Three vibes overall. Yeah, yeah. Like if if Street Fighter Four was meant to be kind of a return to Street Fighter Two, this six definitely feels like a return to the style and feel of three, especially mm. with the parry system alone. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's got fun systems and fun characters and yeah. it's just yeah. very well realized stylistically and it's yes, snappy it for me to sit down and just kind of like, okay, I'm going to turn on the queue and like fights come to me very fast and, you know, I can just kind of blow some time mm-hmm. working my way up the ranks with Zangief. <laughs> but yeah, the last time I sat down, I'm just like, man, I should probably just sit down and just play like a little bit of world tour when I do this and just mm-hmm. bang through. Well, you unlock more costumes when you do world tour. Presumably yeah, you also yeah. have fun along the way. <laughs> but I feel like you know, there, there's all this stuff in this game that I'm just not engaging with because I'm just like, OK, well, I'm I'm at my computer uh, and I'm just going to sit and I just want to fight people. <laughs> I started creating a character and I was paralyzed by choice. I kind of yeah. just like when mm-hmm. I, when there are that many options, I, I I know that it's cool, and I know that there are some wonderful "Here Comes the Pain" style freaks out there, uh, mm-hmm. and that's fantastic. But a lot of times when it comes to that stuff, again, I I want the shortest possible path toward me and beating up some fools. So I'm mm-hmm. inclined to just roll the randomized dice and and get what I get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get. I mean, easy easy transition to fight forever on that one. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I wish I could take that creator. Yeah. Creator system. It was like you, you texted me before the game came out, Tim, that like, you know, the character creator isn't what we hope for. And I'm like, well, okay, as long as the game's good. And then like the game is good, but man, I would be playing a lot more <laughs> if it had that system. Mm, you know? could make some freak show stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. So this is AEW fight forever. All elite wrestling fight forever. Uh, the wrestling game we've been waiting for, for, well, years. specifically for four years, but I guess yeah. more generally like 20, like yeah. <laughs> for a follow up to, to no mercy to really hit those notes. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess even Def Jam at that point, you know, right. uh, Def Jam so, sort of followed up on those systems, but a, a wrestling game and a wrestling ring with professional ultimate muscles. Yeah. And I'll bring like, that up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, there I, there was things, there was good wrestling games, but they it wasn't quite the yeah. same. You know, we were mm-hmm. grasping at straws. They were firm, delicious straws, but they weren't like <laughs> the straw. Am I imagining uh, that they actually got some team members from Aki to mm-hmm. work on? No, this? you're not imagining that. They did do that. that. Yes, 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 they did. They got them, uh, and you know it's under the Ukes banner, maker of wrestling games for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, I I kind of said that like from the start, just like I just want the wrestling to be good. If the wrestling is good, like nothing yep. else yeah. matters, and the wrestling is very good. Yep. Uh, it's just. It's a bummer how it's a bummer how the creator wrestler feels like a step back even from like no mercy, <laughs> you know. Yeah, oh, it's it's not even. It might as well not have one. Yeah, honestly. well, it's like it's I'm just I'm a, I, it, it's for making your your yeah. custom moves more than mm-hmm. yeah. It is <laughs> like aesthetically, there is so little you can really do with those characters when it comes to their move set. You can do a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can get into the freaking weeds when you are giving this character. Uh, moves uh, a right. move set. It, it's insane. Like because each, each character has dozens upon dozens of movements for different situations with slightly different button inputs. Um, but you have different faces that look exactly the same. Yeah, just <laughs> only a few different faces, and yeah. not much you can do with like colors or stickers or customizing designs of logos or any of that. It's just oh. you just kind of make a guy and it's like, okay, well, <laughs> ah. right. Uh, supposedly they are going to be updating that stuff, uh, along the way and adding more options, which Definitely. yes, please. Uh, I mean, they already, we, and I were talking about it before the show. They already are adding a battle Royale mode based on an AEW, uh, showcase match. The stadium stampede is going to be like a 30 person wrestling battle Royale. That looks absurd. Yep. Um, and they have DLC packs already, you know, lined up that are going to be available for purchase. So they, they are planning on supporting this for a while. They're not just going to pump out another game next year. Uh, they're going to, you know, shine this one up, uh, expand the roster, and then maybe in a few years we'll get like a full updated package. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, the wrestling yeah. is very good. The uh, wrestling is very good. Like it feels good. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. it is what you want to with like, you know, some new stuff added in there because mm-hmm. um, they have punches and kicks. Uh, but there's just so much with doing dives and springboard moves and springboard moves in different ways and throwing mm-hmm. people into the ropes and they come off the ropes and taking them off the ropes and the way that customs and or signatures and specials work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really fun. There's like a lot of Dreamcast goofiness in there and these mini games they added, uh, yep. which are these janky, silly things like running in the wrestling game engine um, that are a lot of fun. Does the this, writing? Oh, go ahead. Dave. No, just, I haven't seen screen uh, screenshots or, or the game in motion. Uh, graphically, mm-hmm. the, the graphical style shoot for a modern realism kind of thing. It's, this is not a, like a graphical throwback to N64 or anything, right? Yeah. It to me looks like a shined up Dreamcast game. Okay. Um, so it looks sharp. Um, it's not trying to hit, I guess, like the realistic look of a modern WWE game. Okay. Where where they're going for like, you know, they want everything to look like it does, at least when you're 
and pointing a camera at it cinematically. Yeah. Uh, that like, oh yeah, you are getting the motions of the wrestlers and they look at like them and anime like them as closely as possible. This does have more of like an arcadey look to it. Okay. Um, yeah, it looks like it's made more for the function. Uh, yes. The gloss. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what were you about to say about the story? The writing, the writing. Oh no, the the it. I'm just very impressed with the type of sense of humor that it's written with. Even going through story mode mm-hmm. with like Snatlander and shit. It's it's like it's written by like I don't know. I guess it's. It, AEW is, has always been pretty good about their weird uh, promos and packages and so forth, you know, mm-hmm. like the Hardy Ranch and all that shit. But, like, it's genuinely abstract, surrealist, like, modern humor. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's like, it's yeah. <laughs> it's not wrestlers making jokes. It's, it's like, actual good comedy writing. So um, that stuff fuels me, uh, you know, as as much as anything else right now. Yeah, I was surprised like, with how yeah. much that like the writing in that single player felt mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. like just I don't know, like a it felt like a throwback, but not in like a horrible way where it's like you watch what yeah. you see. And you're like, oh, I see what they're doing here. Ha ha ha. But no, you right. keep watching and it's just it keeps making you laugh. It keeps being weird. Yeah and funny and you keep and in the way that it just injects other wrestlers and you're taking selfies like this like yes. first thing i got is a strange yeah. selfie alongside the road with andrade el idolo like just <laughs> staring at the camera just like this yeah. is ridiculous but that's fantastic it, it understands how to make a joke out of the engine without making fun of the engine it's not saying yeah. doesn't this look stupid Mm-hmm. It's it's having fun with it a lot. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And I'm in that, yeah. impressed that I'm seeing it's available on all last gen consoles and Switch, mm-hmm. which yeah. is cool. Which is not where I have it. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Did it? Okay, because yep. I I just uh, Digital Foundry took a look at all the versions yesterday, and, mm-hmm. and they were not too thrilled with the Switch version. <laughs> it looks like it's the it's what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the stupid. Yeah, I was going to say the the Steam sale came after I spent a bunch of money on stuff, including this game. If that was a week earlier. Mm. Uh, oh, well. I, uh, yeah, I will say it is a bummer that it does not have crossplay at the moment because. Mm. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, okay. no, it doesn't. Because, yeah, I'm on, on an island because uh, oh, I got a review code for this game. Um, I didn't. <laughs> But the review code I got was on PS5 mm. because for some mm. reason, like we got two codes and they couldn't give us codes on. Uh, actually, I think we got three codes, but they we had to be for like eat, they couldn't all be for the same system for whatever reason. That's so it's like, weird. you know, the majority of the people I know who have it are on PC and mm. I'm the only one I know with it on PS5. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, well, if I want to play with the PC people, then I would actually have to spend money on the game, um, which is, you know, <laughs> not unreasonable, yeah. Yeah. but it's just kind of like, ah, yeah, so many things well, have like, crossplay now that like, well, this one, I mean, I checked a thousand times because it was advertised with crossplay uh-huh. the entire time. It was, so, oh, yeah. that's a bummer. I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that needs fixing. Yeah, they need to get they need to get that uh, going because it's uh, yeah. yeah. Don't don't know what happened there, 
but <laughs> yeah, that that is a bummer. Um, but my child loves the game. He's he's been playing mm. quite a bit of it. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, who so, are you going through with? Um, I went through. I made a character, um, a, oh. a small luchador named Bullet Bill. Uh, nice. And yeah, I went through. I mean, the road to the elite is not super long. Um, I've gone through like half of it with Malachi Black as well to unlock Brody Lee. Um, uh, oh, that's how you okay? Yeah, yeah you have. To, was, I'm going through with Statlander, and like Brody Lee just shows up, <laughs> and I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay, you're. Oh in the yeah, game. That, that was like that was like one. Uh, after they introduce the ability to do like matches on AEW Dark. And like the first couple I did were like, whatever. And I was kind of this week. I was like, oh, I don't have anything to do. I'll take on another match. And like, I ended up being mm-hmm. a tag team match against Malachi Black and Brody Lee. And I'm like, Jesus, fuck. Like, I did yeah. get destroyed. And we did. Yep. Um, <laughs> tag team matches can be tricky uh, yep. <laughs> to figure out how to yeah, manipulate think- the AI of your teammate <laughs> to not lose. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like. I was, I'm still learning some of the, like, that's the thing is like the old stuff is still muscle memory. Mm -hmm. So like, works great, which is exactly what I wanted out of it. Mm -hmm. Reversals, especially and such. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You have to unlock Brody Lee, Big Show and Owen Hart. Owen Hart, you just have to play a bunch of like exhibition matches and like, Big Show and Brody Lee. There's conditions you have to meet to wrestle them in uh, okay. the the mode. Uh, cool. Sucks. Big Show. You have to beat in three minutes, and it's like Ooh. towards the end of the story. And like, yeah, well, he's he's big, so my little luchador cannot do any suplexes yeah. to him. So I like I had a bad time. I did not make it. Oof. Um. Oh shoot, we're talking about different stuff. All right. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go back to other games from the party at this point. Just seemed like a natural transition. Yeah, Yeah. no, well, we played, I mean, we played, well, we also played Guilty Gear Strive. That would have been your your guys' first experience with that game. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Um, that game's good. Yeah, you know, at, at, on, I I think I, I asked you, Tim, if this was just another revision of Exard or if it was a whole, you know, fully fledged sequel, because, you know, just without directly comparing them, I was hard pressed to spot the difference. But but you said, you know, that they are they are, in fact, different games. And Mm -hmm. yeah, Um, because I loved the, you know, obviously with with Exard and its two updates, I believe, Revelator. And I think there was another one, you know, the, the, the there was another revelator. There was another revelator. <laughs> yeah. It was revelator yeah. version two. The big oh, change boy. there was their change to uh polygonal, uh, a heavily shaded graphical style, which just looks amazing. It's the style that they reused for dragon ball fighter Z. Uh, and yeah, it's, I'm, you know, when the first time I played that game, XR, my, my jaw was on the floor, which is not <laughs> something I can say a lot about a lot of modern games. Um, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, this was a fan, yet another fantastic fun, fluid game from arc system works in that, uh, in that style. Yeah. I, I think because I've, you know, I think I tried exerd at mm-hmm. some point, but like, 
this is the most time with a guilty gear i've because i feel like all the the access stuff i've played has been other properties for so long at this yeah. point mm-hmm. which i enjoy but you know like the personas and dragon balls and all that yeah stuff. i kind of i kind of didn't play a lot of zerd just because of when it came out it was like zerd when i zerd is it zerd that's what I, that's I why it's called whatever yeah um zerd the third uh because that was like early ps4 i feel like or at least i don't remember when exactly it came out but yeah yeah it was ps4 uh, i might not have had a something to play it on and then like by the time i did it was on um you know it was like a couple revisions deep or something like that and it was kind of like ah and just you know didn't quite get on top of it um so I didn't. I didn't end up playing a lot of it. I did. I did get it eventually and play it. I think uh, mm-hmm. played Revelator, not Revelator two. Uh, but that's, <laughs> man, I I don't know. I, I I'm happy that their level of quality is still good, but like the naming conventions and just the way that these franchises are, it's mm-hmm. it's more confusing and intimidating than like hopping into comics. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just sort of like. I'm just glad when it starts over at issue zero, <laughs> that's what strive like felt like. It was just like, okay, cool. I'm going to jump in on this one mm-hmm. at the ground floor kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think that's something, you know, cause street fighter five and Tekken, mm-hmm. they just did DLC and the, the game name never changed. Like they yeah. changed the name of street fighter five for like retail releases. So it's like, here's your mm-hmm. arcade or championship edition, but I'm going to sneeze. Do it. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been horrible today. Yeah, but they didn't change the name, so there was no confusion. And Strive is just Strive; they're just putting DLC into it. And then you have Mortal Kombat. They decided to go back to one issue number one again. <laughs> I mean, that's just funny. At yeah, least it, it, it's it, very funny. It. Yeah, I don't love playing Mortal Kombat games still to this day, but boy, do I love the dumb things that they do uh, in that <laughs> <Yeah>. universe. <laughs> I. I appreciate that to no end how Mm -hmm. seriously they take their nonsense. Yeah. No, I support people that are really into it. I just don't want to play it personally. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's, there's plenty of fighting games for me to be into. Uh, and right now, yeah, it's, it's street fighter. Um, which, uh, is driven Evo registrations, the highest they've ever been Mm, (laughs) by the way. Yeah. Like the guilty gear strive tournament at Evo is, is going to be the biggest strive tournament and strive came out last year. Uh, so that's growing. That's probably just the biggest guilty gear tournament. I'm sure the street fighter six tournament is going to be absolutely gigantic. Yeah. And, and I can't wait for that. Cause I'm into street fighter right now. So <laughs> yay. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wanna, I, it's, it's a good time for fighting games in general. Have uh-huh. I ever like, I enjoyed Tekken two and three, you know, mm-hmm. twenty years ago. Uh, you know, they're doing a great job promoting that game. It's the mm-hmm. first I've been interested in that forever. Yeah, you can well, do Come on. it's like I they they I feel like they figured out all the things they need to do to make a fighting game have long term success, which is have mm-hmm. good online play. <laughs> And it yeah. has to have crossplay. It has to have that rollback netcode. Like uh, Arxis has been like rolling rollback netcode back into older games of theirs. Uh, like Dragon Ball Fighters is getting it. Um, 
because that makes the game have a longer tail. If people can't play it against other people, they're not going to play it, and the community's yeah. going to die. Uh, you can't rely on people just going to local tournaments anymore. You got to be able to have a good online for a fighting game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Skullgirls is still alive, <laughs> getting DLC I, characters. Well, I was going to say that I hadn't heard anything, and then I saw like, oh yeah, it took out some of the Nazi imagery, and I'm just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, they just put either. I don't know if Black Dahlia just came out or is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's just crazy when, cause you know, we backed that, like, um, yeah. <laughs> there, there was an Indiegogo for Skullgirls, like wow. ten, at <laughs> least 10 years yeah. ago, um, to get, to do, uh, the DLC character whose name I don't remember. Um, God. yeah, I, I don't remember her name, but it was like, yeah, you do that. And then if like it hit a certain amount, you could vote for more characters for DLC, yep. which is where like big band yeah. came in and Beowulf or we you know big band was the second one. Like if they got enough funding for big mm. band, and then there was voting for yeah. the next characters where the Cleopatra looking girl came in and Beowulf. Yeah, that was all so fun. Just mm-hmm. like the packets and voting and like, it was very invested in, you know, that universe before that game came out. Yeah. Well, it's like they had all these, this whole roster, like here's all these characters that we have ideas for in this universe. Mm -hmm. And it was tough to like, it was tough to kind of vote it down. It's like, there's so many good ones. Yeah. They've added Annie now, uh, and Mm -hmm. umbrella or parasol. I think umbrella is her name with, yeah, with a sentient umbrella. Uh, yeah. And now, just keep putting characters in the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's because, I mean, if you want another transition, you know, you've got at least, I think, two people from that that worked on Shredder's Revenge, mm-hmm. too. Oh. Like a lot of that team obviously went on to do Scott Pilgrim and, you know, just kept going throughout the industry between like two or three different companies. So it was. Cool to watch that branching through the years too. I don't know that. Have, have a lot of the original Lab Zero team left, or have they? I yeah, there was. I I don't remember details, but there was like uh like a scandal or a blow up at some point. Some problems um, with the guy who ran that company. Uh, yeah. 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 It was like real bad. So like they must have. That was why I was like, oh, I thought Skullgirls was dead for a long time. They must have. Mm-hmm switch hands all that stuff but yeah well there's problems with that i think i think there was problems with like their publisher for indivisible for actually it had been invisible and skull girls there was like a lot of problems just around lab zero Mm uh which is yeah like a lot of people i think skull girl i don't (laughs) like no i'm trying to remember all this stuff that happened with it now because uh, yeah. I know some people left and made a different company at some point. A lot, a lot happened. I guess at the end of the day, a lot happened with this developer. Uh, and yeah, yeah, they became well, research labs oh. because it was like perso- Like so many people started with like. Uh, what was called Mechafetus, which was like Persona and Paul Robertson. And there's like uh, one of the guys that co-founded Tribute years ago. And then they all, yeah, because it's like 
tribute sort of came from it as well as mm. like the Scott Pilgrim. So I feel like tribute and the Scott Pilgrim were like the two <laughs> going in those two different directions that kind of came back for the uh, Shredder's Revenge a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Rad. <laughs> I like what I, did, I didn't know that there was any lineage there uh, with the uh, with the dot and you folks. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it turns well, out Shredder's Revenge is a blast with six people. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what we did. Where it's just right. like, man, I had, yeah. That was delightful <laughs> chaos. So, mm. so long to play that game like one player when people were playing it at work, and I'm like, no, I can't hear the music. And then I finally get to play it with other people, and it's like, well, this is the way it's meant to be, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, just meant I to mean, be. All hell breaking loose on the screen. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I think it works best that we all knew the game too. So like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. we're all going in, doing our supers, going off to a corner to taunt, <laughs> to go for our super. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that. But... That was truly the most beautiful kind of like it. It was chaos, but not the stressful chaos of episode six of the Bear. Uh, that... <laughs> Is anyone else watching the bear? I just watched episode six of the bear and Jesus Christ. No, sure. That, I mean, that's, that is what I hear. I just have not watched it yet. There is a, so many things, (laughs) but no, it's on the list (laughs) because people kept talking about the music being really good too. The music is really good in that show. Yeah. Yeah. That'll get me there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, shredders revenge. Um, yeah. What a, uh, absolute delight and i mean i don't know i it makes me wonder about like if we could get a modern like if we could finally once again get a port of konami's x-men arcade game on a modern console in the dual monitor widescreen format and support six players um, yeah you know, I, I, I'm curious about what the level of chaos, I, I can't imagine it would be the same level of chaos. I have to imagine it would be a, a duller, more repetitive sense of chaos, I guess. Well, I don't, I don't know if it was you or something else I was listening to. I, I think it was what you, you were quoting someone else, Dave, but uh, that Shredder's Revenge plays like how you remember the Turtles games. It doesn't play... That it it doesn't try and do them exactly, but what works about that game is that it feels like how you remember playing the yeah. original mm-hmm. arcade. I'll t- so I'll, I think it's you like, can describe that quote to me. That sounds like I'll a really intelligent you. thing to say. That sounds like that was probably sure. me. Let's just say, yeah, but I changed <laughs> words so you don't get the, uh, the full. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it, and I think like that's why it's more successful than like we've had a blast going back and playing X-Men through the years at different magfests and such. But I don't know, like I was itching to play it when like those games started popping up on 360, which is, I guess where I still technically have it, but I don't know. This is kind of best case scenario. I, yeah. I mean, I still, I I'm much more with like a children, the Adam type compilation at this point. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So those are the games. I mean, like licensing, I'm sure is rough, but they seem to be working out a lot of licensing lately. Yeah, so. you know, yeah. well, you know, arcade one up, yeah, arcade has one up machine that has yeah. them all in it. So I don't know what it is about not being able to just put those in a collection on a yeah 
digital storefront. Yeah, that'd uh, be nice. Be nice. Better I mean, I'm sure legality, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Let .mu take a crack at the X Men license. Yeah. yeah. I think that with they've 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 demonstrated. You know, we are in a the brawlissance. Brawler Renaissance right now. Uh, the time. I, oh, I got it. I now. got it, Dave. Yeah. Did you? I mean, it's a portmanteau of Brawler and Renaissance. Is what <laughs> I was. Have to put that down for me. A portmanteau is a portmanteau. Uh, the. <laughs> no, I I want to say my hunch is, it really feels like Marvel on the film front is has been setting up pieces for X Men in the next like year, and mm-hmm. I feel like the second that they pull that trigger. A new game is coming from somebody. Mm-hmm. I hope oh, it's yeah. good. Well, there's already that wolf. There's that Wolverine game that's been in development forever and is still oh, probably okay. like two years away. Um, sure. And there's like supposedly like an Iron Man game after that. So yeah, there's things oh, lined up. <laughs> yeah, but I think the Wolverine game is somewhere under Sony. I don't. I think I feel like I mean, uh, Insomniac is working on it. Well, they're. I mean, they're still working on an X-Men 97 cartoon. And mm-hmm. Marvel obviously cares so much about the nostalgia factor. I would be shocked if they didn't try and capitalize off of X-Men Arcade in some way. Yeah. They've at least had discussions. <laughs> One can hope. One can hope. Yeah. What else do you play, Weez? Yeah, it was it. Uh, I was just checking my list of because I actually wrote down the stuff we played at the party just in case. So yeah, that does cover that. Uh, mm. Yeah, I've actually played a couple things. So like the other half of that trip, I was in Carolina and got to visit the Limited Run Games physical storefront, which I picked up the second Neo Geo Pocket collection. Mm. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, that was, I haven't gotten to play everything, everything, but the, the game is on that it. one, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm, there, there was that one. And there was a couple other of the weird quirky ones that like, I'm waiting to clear my plate and be like, okay, I'm sitting down with this mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but I've been playing the wrestling game on there, which is actually really, really fun. Uh, yeah, we were the, the only issue, I'm sure this is with plenty of games, but like, you know, bought this, went to my friend's house that I was staying at, and we're like, okay, we're going to play this on the Joy-Cons, but you can't play two-player games with two Joy-Cons in any games in that set except for the baseball game. Oh. Really? Yeah. You need two separate sets of uh, Joy-Cons. That's a bummer. So, that was a bummer. <laughs> that yeah, was the only yeah. thing that I negatively could say about yeah. that. But, well, I um, guess uh, ideally, if you want the true experience, it's time to pre-order 8-Bit Doe's new Neo Geo yeah. clicky stick controller so that you can... I mm, saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it feels cool. Oh <laughs> I would love to yeah, try that, it. That made me be like, wait, didn't I order that game and I haven't gotten it yet? And no, that is accurate. Well, because I got the collector's edition comes because it comes with the Jeremy Parrish book. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The only only other thing I have on that collection is uh, I forgot the music would be really really good. I guess like <laughs> something about uh, the sound of that era. I mean, it's it's nostalgic for a system that I tried. W- Dave, you had one, right? I I uh, had one. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's the only place that I've ever like even used one was probably in a magfest from yours. But uh, it does bring you back to two thousand. Like it's yeah. really neat in that uh, in that way. But the uh, the other game I bought was the Valis collection. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, a, yeah, a series that I never played but always heard about. Um, so I've been playing the first one, Valis the Phantasm Soldier, uh, which I don't Is that a remember. PC Engine game? Yes. No. So like I for it's a remake kind of in the way that Castlevania 4 is a remake. Um I don't remember what it started on cuz I feel like it started on something that wasn't PC88, but Okay. Uh basically it's one of those early uh cutscene games. Um and like way more intricate than like Ninja Gaiden sort of thing, basically. Um, hmm. It's it really brings you back to just watching anime for good and ill of yeah. like eighties anime of for that, that era. Uh, but is is perfect for this type of game. So it's like you know you get pretty uh, pretty detailed cutscenes, especially hmm. for that era and then you go into which is like a magical girl sort of thing whatever um and then you go into 2d so uh side scrolling sort of like the action parts of act razor but yeah, the like a hack and slash kind of platformy yeah. it, it's it's that um and it's you know it, it's classic like it's very very hard but once you get going and you know the patterns you know like I'm, I'm at the final boss. I'm not sure if I can beat the final boss. Uh, but the the interesting thing is the there's three different weapons that you can get. Uh, if you get the same weapon power up twice, you know it's twice as strong. But the thing is, you can switch weapons and they stay just as strong. So like if you get, let's say you get two or three bullet weapons in a row. And then you go, oh, I want to use the homing missile. You switch the homing missile. Now you have three levels in like a Gradius life force oh. sort of way in it. So like that's where the strategy kind of comes in, where it's like, okay, I don't like this weapon, but this stage has a lot of this weapon. So I guess I'll use it until I build it up. And then hopefully I get a drop for like something better. So hmm. it was... It's it's more interesting than I thought on the hack and slash like, yeah, yeah. side of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I played a little... I'm trying to remember why I was playing one of the entries of the Valis series. I, you know, I, I think it was... A, I, I tried one whatever one I had access to. Did they put one of the... Like the, a Super Famicom Valis on Nintendo Switch Online? Oh, me, yeah. I want to say yes. I think there's a ton on my wish list that oh, I okay. looked into years ago. But yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, because the one I have has three of the Valises on it, and it's all um, it's the and two of the three are like Mega Drive editions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yep. Yeah, but, that's a series I'm I'm curious about and interested in. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was because I was, you know, I was on vacation. I was. At a weird shop that I wanted to splurge on, yeah. I was just sort of like, I'm going to make the best of it and get like two compilations of things that I haven't played 
Mm-hmm. And they were really like the most interesting of those. Because Valis yeah. feels like one of those series, like Fantasy Star, that I'm just like, I should dive into this, yeah. you know? One of these days. Well, I, sh- I really should play that that M2 update of Fantasy Star that I've had on my Switch yep. for the past four years. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, my my gosh. I uh, Well, the thing is, like, I'm not going to buy that M2 one because now the Nintendo Online expansion has it right there. It does, but well. the M2 version has some nice upgrade, like quality yeah. of life stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm, that is true. Yeah. No, I mean, no, no knock. It's just hard when it's sitting right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I, th- I, I think with, I think with those fantasy star games, you want some quality of life updates. Uh, uh true. Yeah. Old, and, old ass. And, and they go on sense. sale, you know, at, at several times a year. Yes. So the next time it's $3. Yeah. Mm, I mean, my thing is all my M2 games are sitting on my 3DS, which, yeah. uh, at this point I, you know, I have all these games that i've bought and the game i'm I'm still playing the most is picross 3d part two <laughs> just because it's it's so addicting yeah <laughs> it's the game i play before bed it's so good yeah but, yeah I, that's that's yeah. what i've been playing. i just picked up the expansion the the switch online expansion pass mm-hmm. again that's i i sort of treated myself to that on my birthday because <laughs> i told i, I told the, the children thing. yeah <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah. children, this is what I want to do on my birthday. I'm going to make you play old games. And we're going to let, like, we are going to play some Nintendo 64 games right now. And that is just the easiest way to do mm-hmm. it. Um, the easiest way to, to get four controllers that are pre-configured and just easy to pick up and play. And so mm-hmm. my kids and my wife sat down and we played a f- few rounds of very old Mario Kart and they're like, okay, what else? And then I made them try <laughs> Goldeneye and we made it through one round of multiplayer. Yeah. And Jan was yeah. like, did people ever think this was good? Why? And like, it's like Jan, oh, we must have played this so much on nights when I you were know. not around. They yeah. just they <laughs> complained the whole time. Um, but the, the reason I bring it up, we specifically oh. uh to pit to dovetail off of what you were saying is that it it feels like a bit of a waste to me to get all the Sega Genesis games because I already purchased the Sega yeah. Genesis compilation mm-hmm. for yep. Switch. And I have a couple of the one-offs as well that M2 yep. developed. So like, I think I've got three different ways to play Sonic 2 on my Switch right now, specifically. Yeah, sounds um, about right. Yeah. yeah. No, so it happens. It's fine. Yeah. No, that that's the, the least for that, that reason. I mean, like, I think Dynamite Heady is the most enticing on the Genesis ones for oh, me. Yeah. Just there, like, I mean, I bought it because Minish Cap was the game that I didn't buy at the time, and then immediately skyrocketed. So yeah. <laughs> it's it was the easy, and I didn't get the Ambassador whatever Club Nintendo thing when mm-hmm. they did. So so it's the easiest way to play that game. And my justification was like, I'm like thirty bucks for a GBA game, perfect. You know. <laughs> So, like, I want more GBA games. I want so many more GBA games. I want all the GBA yeah. games. Well, that's, I, I'm, I'm happy that they added a couple recently, but I was like, more Marios? Okay, that's more, fine. Mario Land 4. <laughs> I want Mario Land 4. Yeah. I've played that aisle. <laughs> <laughs> Even stuff like Golden Sun that I'm, you know, like, I played a bit, but I don't want to, like, go out and, like, rebuy or yeah. something but i would love to replay that on the switch yeah i'd love to give it a try i i owned it yeah. at the time but didn't 
I don't know. I, I must have put six or seven hours into it before I decided, you know what? I just don't think I like this. But that was 20 yeah, years I, ago. Yeah. It's, that's exactly why I want it in a system like that, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I can reassess. Yeah. Um, that was plain, plain. All right, Dave. <clears throat> How's Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom? Hi. It's so great. Oh, I'm going to get some. It's, you know... <laughs> Uh, I went to uh, 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 defeat the the my my third regional phenomenon uh, yep. up out in uh, out in the Zora Kingdom out in Nakluda, and mm-hmm. uh, and just I, I began it. I did the first couple of things that you have to do to like initiate that, and just and then got sidetracked, and I haven't been back for ten twenty hours because <laughs> I've been. <laughs> dicking around doing other things i've been i've been uh increasing my my um zonite battery charge mm-hmm. so that i can drive a hover bike for longer <laughs> now that i figured out how to build build those hover bikes that george was talking about when you guys were all over oh yeah yeah uh-huh uh discovering new things down in the depths and uh uh releasing all four fairies from yep. their flower buds that I, I finally just released the fourth fairy up in hebra um Mm. and uh yeah so i just you know i could be and the thing is i'm seeing on twitter like the the game journalists i follow on twitter like they're all starting to they're all finally starting to talk about like all right credits rolled on tears of the kingdom wow what a game and i'm like i i probably could have been there by now if i really wanted to but there's just so much to do (laughs) There is so much to do. I did finish my third uh, regional phenomenon. Yeah. I did the mountain. I did the uh, the uh, yeah. You did, oh, you did uh, de- uh, Death El, Mountain. El, yeah, Elden. Death Mountain. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the Elden Region right. stuff. Finally, yeah, it. Took I me, liked it was, that one a lot. Like it's it was such a long period of time between when I did the second and third. I did so much stuff in between. Okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I still think I was wowed the most by, uh, by, by the the one in the Rito village. Uh, yeah. But this one was super cool. You know, there's so much mm-hmm. uh, verticality in you know what felt like a it felt like a Zelda ass Zelda dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is, this is a building with multiple floors and you got to sort of figure out what aligns with what and wonderful music in that section too. Mm-hmm. Really great evocative music. Um, yeah, that felt like that mo- more than anything felt like a real return to a classic Zelda dungeon to me. Um, you know, it, it, it had this elemental element cause everything's enshrouded in, you know, flames and lava. Um, mm-hmm. again, you know, I, I think the one in the Rito village may have been more impressive and more creative, but it still kind of felt like I was on a divine beast because mm-hmm. you're on this sure. airborne structure. Oh, oh, kind of, oh yeah. That, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're, you're up floating in the air, but whereas this one really felt like a classic Zelda dungeon, it was really great. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. It's just that, that whole lead up in the the Hebra region like not just the final temple but the whole lead up to it yeah. was just like so insane because it's probably the first one you do and it's just like what in the hell is going on yeah, here should i be doing this this seems yeah really it dangerous. just seems, yeah like what what is going on but yeah the elden one was, was nice to do after having done two mm. uh that ostensibly end up up in the air um and this one does not 
So it was cool though. Like every, like whenever I hear, hear people talk about doing the Elden dungeon, they're like, Oh yeah, I went in there and I saw what they want you to do, but I just climbed all over everything and didn't follow the linear path through there. Did, didn't do oh, yeah. the thing that they want you to do. And yeah, I was the same way. I'm like, yeah, oh, really? there's my, yeah, there's mine cars everywhere. Right. And tracks to yeah. follow. No, I'm just climbing, climbing around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that that's how you play it. I, I don't know. Like, that's that's exactly what I look for in that type of RPG where I'm just sort of like, oh, you want me to do this? I'm going to do that. I mean, that's all Skyrim. That's all mm-hmm. Fallout, you know, like that's that's the fun of it. Yeah, I it I, did not occur to me to do that. Like I saw all those. Oh, I saw that layout there and I was like, oh, OK, there's a clear path here. There are clear instructions and I'm going to figure out this Zelda puzzle. And you, <laughs> you just sidestepped it completely, huh? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just, did, just did a lot of climbing. And there was a little bit of figuring about how to get like the right angle to get over to where I needed to be in, mm-hmm. in certain spots. But it was like, yeah, it was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to ride these. I'm not going to follow these. No, I'm just <laughs> just found a wall and started going up uh, and figured it out from there. I had three stamina wheels. I can handle this. No problem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember that being a fun boss down there too. But yeah, it's just so, it's just, I don't know. It's so cool how that game continues to surprise me. There was something I figured out or found like, I don't remember. I think it was like a slightly before that point that I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't realize the sooner sooner or, you know, figured out sooner or figured out how something worked that I was just like, holy shit. Um, It's just crazy. Like the amount of discovery that just keeps happening in that game the more you like fidget with things oh now i remember what it was yeah um mm-hmm. because i was i was going around the depths mm-hmm. and like you know in in like the mines down there yeah uh one of the cons some of the constructs will give you like blueprints to use yes. basically and they'll always be like here well and here's the materials to build it and one of them gave me the materials and blueprints to build what basically looked like a giant letter i and yeah, i'm like I, I was just there yeah and I was like, how is this fucking useful? And then I realized how it's useful. And I was like, ah! <laughs> is it a magnet gun? Well, and you you're the use, dot? You can use the, um, the ascend ability to mm-hmm. get up on top of it, which can help you ascend to things uh-huh. that are higher up or just get a little more verticality. Um, mm-hmm. It's something. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, this seems theory, like. I haven't tried yeah. that, but you could like stack, continue to stack those into infinity and just yep. pff, scaffold yourself mm-hmm. up, up, up as high as you want to. Yep. Yeah. You can just do that. Yeah. And yeah, figuring out more of how to abuse like ascend and the rewind, mm-hmm. like just opens up so much in that game. Cause it's so odd, you know, when you're using the altar hand to stick things together, like that's very straightforward or mm-hmm. sticking things on your sword. That's all very straightforward but like the tricks you can do with the other stuff is just like that's what mm-hmm. really gets you gets me in that game is yeah. just and doing that's that the stuff that i forget about until mm-hmm. i see a crazy video or something online and i'm like oh i never thought of applying this mm-hmm. thing in that way and that's just that mm-hmm. it is the most fucking nintendo ass lateral thinking mm-hmm. that you know that's that's that is the thing that nintendo is famous for is taking a concept and just turning it sideways and they they fucking keep doing it after thirty years. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Dave, you uh, you got the you got the master sword yet? No, no. Okay. I don't. Any I, idea? 
Any no, idea where it is? I don't. Nope. No, except no, I'm not for the say. couple of screenshots that I've seen or p- pixel art that people have drawn of it or like, hmm. so I, I, I am getting a little maybe hint clue about yeah. it, but I don't want to know any, anything else. Yeah. Um, I mean like really, everything in the game. Yeah. yeah. There is multiple ways of getting to it. Mm. Um, which also includes just incidentally going to the place where it is, yeah, you know, yeah. because I'm sure you can do that. You can do that right off the rip in the game. Uh, if you know where it is, you can just go there. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I happened upon one way and they're just like, yeah, it's up here. It's over there. <laughs> get it. I'm like, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I recently found, you know, kind of got to the end of something and found like, Oh, here's another way where I would find out, where it is okay um because i haven't encountered anything yet to guide me toward it like which i'm a little surprised at like not even the merest clue in game even though in the real world people i have some indication that it's of of where it is yeah um well the, the the one thing like it's not apparent that that's the end you're working towards until you get there okay okay interesting all right yeah, you don't realize that that is the information you are going to be given until you are given that information. You're like, oh, okay, that's that. Got it. Um, oh, neat. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, but the, the, there's a there's a couple ways to get there. Um, there's there's probably one obvious place you could go to get more information, but you know, figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Fucking figure it figure out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Go go do some exploring. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out, pal. Go <laughs> go fucking poke around. Fucking exploring. Uh, so yeah that game rules i'm over 80 i'm over 85 hours now Um, yeah whenever i i just have fun looking at what hours people have put into it at this point yeah i mean george is obviously insane uh because he's he's over 200 (laughs) george doesn't Um, fucking sleep george (laughs) plays while he should be working yeah he just he just does that all the time but you know it's definitely slowed down um you know, compared mm-hmm. to May when that was literally the only thing I was playing, but now it's like, you know, playing some street fighter here and there, um, playing some, uh, yeah, and played some fight forever, uh, occasionally touching Diablo four, which I really don't have that much to say about, even though that is, you know, a huge game. Uh, I've seen a lot more of Lauren playing it. I've played a little bit with her. Um, it's Diablo. Uh, it's really good Diablo, but it's Diablo. Um, more recently I've been playing a lot of final fantasy 16, Oh yeah. 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 People sure sure. seem to like that game. Yeah. It's, um, it's good. It's, I mean, 15 is fucking garbage. So it's a (laughs) big step over that. Uh, I liked 13, but, uh, I like, tell me if I'm wrong. Like 15 felt like, X to just from like the advertising and the stuff I was watching and that it looked like a goofy boy band romp in the desert. I thought people were really positive about 15 uh, release. Have opinions mm-hmm. turned soured on it? I don't know. It see I feel like I most people I see like Robert was retweeting something where people were naming off their like favorite and least favorite and final fantasies and some, and just like there, I was going down the replies in that thread and everyone was like least favorite final fantasy 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. So I think in the grand scheme of things like that game did not age well. And like, I just, there's not the, the, the idea of like, yeah, you're driving around in your car with your boys in a fantasy world is kind of, 
funny and interesting, but the story of that game makes no sense. The combat is not good. Like the leveling system is this bizarre thing where like you gain experience. Well, you build up your experience and then you level up when you go to sleep, but you want like Ignis to make you a bunch of food before you do it and sleep in this one hotel. And it's just like, (laughs) there's no part of it that like, yeah, I played through that whole game and I can remember nothing about it. Really? That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Just not a damn thing. And at least with like Final Fantasy 13, um, you know, it, it's it takes a long time for that game to get going as you're just running down corridors with like parties of one or two characters. Uh, yeah, the game where yeah. everyone says it gets good around hour 11. Like uh, hour, hour I would say 11. I would say a much <laughs> higher number of hours in that game. <laughs> Yeah, it's like once it gets to like chapter 13 and then you're in a more open area and you have all your characters and there's like lots to do, then that game's fun. But that's a long ways in. Like I I, but I still spent like half my time in that one chapter, like doing stuff. But anyways, Final Fantasy 16, 16, it's got a (laughs) so, you know, it's out there that like, you know, obviously uh, the creators of this game had told the designers like, hey, you need to go watch some Game of Thrones um, cause this oh, is the sure. kind of tone we want to go for this, like Western fantasy kind of dark, gritty tone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends up feeling like I can't get away from this feeling that makes me, f- it, it reminds me of dragon age more so <laughs> than, than like game of Thrones, though game of Thrones sticks me with this dread that like my favorite characters are just going to get suddenly offed, um, at any moment. Um, so was yeah. this geared specifically for the or more towards the Western audience? I feel like I mean, fifteen and sixteen have been going in that direction. Well, they, I mean, they apparently actually they recorded like the English voice acting before the Japanese voice acting oh, wow. for this. So, uh, I mean, I mean, just yeah. all all of that is like how people are consuming entertainment right now. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it goes back to like you know some more grounded fantasy roots of Final Fantasy. You, you know, you're not in a car. Right. It's not like <laughs> it's not high tech. I mean, there's lots of high technology in uh, thirteen. I mean, twelve at least still had like airships. But yeah, obviously, like the the PlayStation era was ripe with kind of mixing technology with fantasy. This is you know back down to earth and like gritty, grimy european medieval looking fantasy stuff which is Uh, why there's no black people apparently (laughs) apparently yeah that's why yeah uh yeah Yeah. and and that's where i'm i'm surprised i'm sorry we i talked right over you what did you say i was just i mean like back to if you're doing all of this to appeal to the west and then you do that it's just such a misstep like yeah, <laughs> which is why I'm surprised to see so many critics, especially I, I so a lot of the critics that I followed that, uh, you know, when the dev team, it was about a year ago that that was a big controversy where they were like, yeah, there's not a lot of black characters because we're trying to be historically accurate. And people were like, oh, fuck no. you. That's not historically yeah. accurate. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you, you dumb pieces of shit. Uh, and, and then the game came out and like people seem to be fine with it. I don't know. The people are like, mm. yeah, this story is actually good enough that we kind of don't care. <laughs> um, mm. which, which seems odd to yeah. me, I guess, but people love them some Clive, right? It's Clive. Yeah, it's Clive. Well, it's Clive. like, you know, a year ago, you know, you hadn't played the game. So all you could be like, is God, 
damage. So, I mean, everyone got it out of their system then, really. Um, and in the moment, you can think about actually playing the game uh, yeah. and, and not about a lack of diversity in its uh, world. Um, yeah, Clive. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, it has it has a good a compelling story. It has good characters. Um it goes out of its way to make sure you can understand those things. Like in a cutscene, you can press pause and then hold hit the menu button to pull out active time lore, uh, where it will give you backstory of characters and like places mm. being referenced in that scene. Oh, I like so, that. So my, yes. You know what needs Final Fantasy tactics? Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's like the exact <laughs> thing. I wish that something had had final fantasy tactics when you're talking about like this person in this place, like, yep. Oh God, what is that? And I still like had to pull that up multiple times just to like, make sure I'm like, okay, it's this, this group. Cause there's like five, five or six different countries. Um, cool. You know, I like, like that a lot. Yeah. Like warring over things with different like pieces of intrigue and, uh, you know, characters doing this or that and just trying to keep up with the names. And it's like, mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, that, that helps a lot. And and you get to a point in the game where there is just a scholar with a table that you will walk up to who will kind of like give you historical context for everything going on. She has a, a, a map where you can move it forward and backward in time with like all the little movements of the different countries and them taking over this area. And this is what was happening at this time mm-hmm. and at this time and like shows Clive's path through that. So you get a better picture of the world. And then there's like a big, you know, infographic that she has with like the way all the characters relate to Clive and their different factions. And if they're dead, um, and there's blurbs at about them at different points in the history of the game. So they, they do a great job with making sure not only that it is a good story, but also that you understand it. Yeah. Uh, Shoot. That is enticing. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah, I am enjoying the characters. Um, the you know the world is well realized you know the game looks fantastic it is only currently available on playstation 5 there is not many games you can say that about Mm. Uh, only a handful uh the music is fantastic yes Uh, i have sampled that yeah the combat is not a turn-based affair at all it is like a straight character action devil may cry style uh Mm -hmm. fighting um which i guess it's it early on, it felt pretty simple and straightforward. The point I'm at now, because oh, your character can, you know, uh-huh. absorb iconic I, icons are like the summons in this game. That's what they're referred to. Okay. Um, so you'll, you'll, he starts getting more and more abilities from them as he encounters other bearers of summons. Uh, and so, you know, I'm flipping between like the, you know, the fire abilities and the wind abilities and the lightning abilities. Uh, and those each come with different magic, but not different, like move sets, like your sword swings stay the same. Uh, uh-huh. but it's to the point when I'm in combat and I'm flipping between them and popping off their special moves and flipping to another one and like comboing between them where it's starting to feel a lot more engaging. Um, with like, and it's a thing like they've done in the past couple games where you're, busting down a enemy stagger meter to make them mm. vulnerable and then like go nuts on them. Uh, the Makes sense after the FF seven combat system. Yeah. The that, yeah. Yeah. 
even that still like you still had your party that you had you could control and here it's just clive it's clive all day there's other characters yeah there's other characters will roll with you you can give orders to your dog though i generally choose not to and just kind of let him do his thing um but that's it uh yeah the yeah and, and there's no you know you don't put your hands on those other characters at all in terms of giving them equipment or upgrading abilities or whatever. They are just with you and they do your thing, do their thing. Uh, I wish there was more like of an RPG backbone for like, there, there's an ability tree, but there's, it's for unlocking abilities for your summons. Um, and I really feel like they could have another skill tree. That's like more related to giving buffs to Clive because you only have three accessory slots and boy, are there a lot of accessories that you get and I'll see him. I'm just like, well, I only got three slots and I like the three things that I have. Is it better than any of those three? No. So I'm not going to buy it or use it or look at it again forever. Uh, yeah. So it feels like there could be a tree for some of that stuff. Uh, especially because a lot of them are related to it's like, okay, well I'm not going to equip one accessory to give like a 7% damage buff to this one move. That's on a cooldown. Like, but if it were in a skill tree, maybe I would. Uh, <laughs> yep. So, but yeah, I have been uh blank. I'm like halfway through it. Apparently, according to, hmm. it doesn't say that in the game, but on the PlayStation, like menu screen, it says like, it tracks things, I think, based on your trophies or I don't know how it tracks things um, exactly. If that's a built in Sony thing or if that's a thing that the game interact, you know, tells the system to tell me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm a little bit over halfway through. So, um, yeah, having, having a good time with it. definitely like it more than definitely ha- having to make less excuses for it than I did for 13 and way better. Ah. Than 13, so which makes <laughs> cool. it the best final fantasy. Well, excluding remake that I've played since 12. Yeah. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I guess <laughs> if I can, I'll, I'll quickly interweave things watched while we're going just yeah, off of yeah. the, the fantasy setting. Uh, I might have. I probably brought up uh, uh, Unicorn Warriors Eternal, which is Gendy Tartakovsky's uh, oh. new show, um, mm. which concluded uh, really good. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> that guy Man. makes really good stuff. Uh, this one is a story that uh, is one of those he wanted to do for a long time, hadn't gotten made. So this one's a high fantasy show, and I mean like. It's it's basically an RPG party. Um, <laughs> like the first first couple episodes, I wasn't sure if it was having too much fun with the world and it wasn't going to find that emotional core. But by the end, I was super into it, and I hope it gets another season. Uh, at this point, I'm not entirely sure if it will. Um, I think Primal <laughs> Primal is still a better show and is probably going to win him more awards. It just kind of it's a win-win for the creator and uh, I think the network at that point, but it's really cool to see, you know, it's, it's like a dark alpha magician Merlin shows up. There's like a steampunk robot that just talks in like this very satisfying whistle sort of Mm. thing. Um, And there's a lot of like uh, dimension, not dimension hopping, but these same characters are kind of reincarnated over and over to watch over things and protect, you know, the world and all that shit. Um, so there's there's some avatar hopping between things, basically. 
like uh, back and forth generationally. And the key is it looks fucking great. <laughs> like it's the art style is something cl- it's kind of like Astro Boy or if Hanna-Barbera looked really, really good. Like the way that like, like, you know how like when Spumco was doing Hanna-Barbera and you're like, oh, that looks great. Like, yeah, that sort of thing. Interesting. Um, so it's, you know, a, one of the best animators with a budget, <laughs> basically, sort of thing. Uh, that sounds like a win. Yeah, and it, it's neat. It's very refreshing to me in the midst of because a lot of the live action fantasy stuff just hasn't enticed me. I know that, you know, Rings of Power has its fans and I dropped off of Game of Thrones and uh, there's another Game of Thrones show. I haven't watched The Witcher, you know, like I'm, I'm sure a lot of <laughs> there the- is another Game of Thrones show. Right. Yeah. Game yeah. Of Thrones <laughs> and then people people like people, you know, Witcher, this the third season of that people seem happy with i have not gotten to watch that yet it's just on a visual level i'm less interested as you know as much as i loved the the first three lord of the rings uh everyone has like taken that style and just kind of worn it into the ground (laughs) a little bit Mm -hmm. for me so yeah it's nice and refreshing uh we Uh, should want to talk about strange new worlds hell yeah now are you I, I wish that yeah. I was caught up. I've only been able to get through the first two episodes. Okay, so you saw the second one. So you saw the trial episode yes. though. Yeah. Okay. I love that episode. It was I, you know, yeah. I, I I liked both of these first two episodes. Yeah, uh, no, I it, did too. It seems strange to me to basically sideline Captain Pike for these first two episodes, though. Um Yeah. Well, I will say yes, however, the intro with him in that second episode yeah. was some captain ass shit. And I loved yeah, that. that is, I mean, yeah. That's another reason. Like, God, I love this man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can wait. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's just like, wonderful. Cool. Brilliant stuff. Um, yeah. I also, I, I understand that like, obviously that plot thread, that cliffhanger from season one needed resolution. And I know yeah. that sort of the Spock chapel relationship needed a bit of resolution. So it kind of feels mm-hmm. like they, got that stuff out of the way and i'm hoping mm-hmm. that like by episode three the season kind of kicks into full gear um i yeah need- well three, three is three is kind of uh an es- escape it don't don't think that three hits it quite as much i mean yeah. it's still fun though yeah um, well, yeah, they're, they, they've both been fun. It's been it's so fun. Yeah. I'm so glad to be back yeah. with these characters. And it's funny to me. I was trying to explain to Jan why I like mm-hmm. it so much. And I'm like, you know, it it's it's all the best parts of classic Star Trek without these sort of hokey, stilted, we are filming a play aspects mm-hmm. of it that feels a bit dated these days. But it's also got that sort of west wing quality that i associate with next generation um Mm. next generation has always been the one that works for me the best in the same way that west wing is my favorite sorkin because it is about exceptional people at the top of the this is a show about the best of their best and they're all genuinely good people like these (laughs) these are good people that care about each other that have integrity and it's just a joy to spend time with them it's this yes well that's and I, i mean like I think we've said it month to month at this point. Yeah. Like that's the difference between 
uh, like how I felt on Discovery was like I liked two or three characters a lot. Yeah. Uh, and some sometimes, you know, two or three characters that didn't betray their own characters as, as, as like things went on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this is the first Trek since the golden era of stuff where I just want to see adventures with any of these characters. Yeah. Like even like those two episodes, I mean, even if things go further, I feel like everyone's kind of having their miles O'Brien episodes. They're having their like <laughs> their, their trial by fire a little bit. Yeah. Oh man. The, yeah. The Dr. Yeah. Mbenga stuff was yep, more compelling exactly. than I thought it was going to be his sort yeah. of war trauma stuff. It's just I, the, 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 the trial episode did so many things that like both I've wanted for a long time, which is putting the prime directive on trial basically. Yeah. Um, and how interesting that is. Um, confidently. Oh yeah. It, no, 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 no. You keep going. You keep going. It had such a delicate balancing act because it could have been copaganda pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and there was that decision that, uh, I think was Ortega made, it was, no, uh, it was either Una or Ortega. Um, the security officer was oh, asking, Leon. oh, Leon. Okay. Was asking Uhura is just like, well, just get the files for me. And Uhura goes like, no. no. And I'm like, that's why this episode is great. like, because they could, they could have just, you know, cut corners easily. Yeah. Here's you know. my favorite part of that episode, of the structure yeah. of the writing in that episode. And this is what Discovery and Picard fail to do every time. Oh. Um, this episode, in the, in the final act where she delivers her closing argument, it's not a deus machina. <laughs> It is not mm -hmm. a, she did not need La'an to find, like the whole episode, they're kind of, it's a red herring that like La'an's going to find uh, a, a reason to get the case thrown out. And that's what's right. going to win the case. That does not end up being the case. What ends up winning is in like act, at the end of act two, lawyer makes mm -hmm. this big, long emotional argument and that that the Vulcan prosecutor is like, yeah, that's fine, but it's emotion, not facts. And so you think yeah. like, well, shit, we've lost. How are we going to win this one? But in so where where straight where um, Discovery and Picard would Deus mock another way out of this, they would find like, oh, there's a loophole. No, yeah. In Act Three, she takes everything that just happened and mm -hmm. repositions it so that it's a winning argument. Yeah, you no, know, I they, agree they take you. all like, the chess that's... pieces that they laid out in the right in the structure, right. like just little bits like like requesting the rule book of of Starfleet, mm -hmm. the legal code, you know, just little bit scenes like that. And then she takes her, she takes her argument and is like, and this is why this is why yeah. I did all that. And you don't see it coming, but it totally makes logical sense based on everything you've seen before. And that's yeah. great, <laughs> which is no, what they don't do I on mean, the other shows. No, uh. A hundred percent. And, and that was another thing I liked about that episode is like, I'm going to assume most people are like me and kind of knew the answer to that question of the episode. Like I knew, I knew who uh, ratted her out. Like I knew where that was going to go, mm. you know, like the, where they were going. And that doesn't spoil anything. Like, I feel like yeah. a lot of writing people, are like, oh, once that's revealed, then it's over. Like, it's a big balloon. It's just like, right. no, if you have tension and you, 
have a lot more going on. Like trust, trust in your writing that like it's not just about one plot point. Yeah. Like yeah. Like it, what, it's it, yeah. It was so fulfilling. What bugs, <laughs> me, what bugs me about the writing on Picard and Discovery is that that emotional scene where she's like talking about the the bigotry of her that she experienced in her upbringing. Like yeah. on those other shows, that scene would purely be for the emotional exploitation of it. It would purely be for like, mm. oh, we want to elicit the viewer's sympathy, but then they don't do anything with it. That's right. it, it doesn't mean anything. Like it was just mm-hmm. there to tug at the viewer's heartstrings, but it has no meaningful impact on the plot. But on this and show, I, they smartly had right. it have a meaningful impact on the plot. Yeah. No, I... I agree. And it's assumptive on my part, because like when I see it in Discovery or Picard, it feels especially like Discovery. And again, I can only go off of like a season and a half or whatever. But um, it felt like too many cooks. It felt Mm -hmm. like um, it wasn't like a perspective as much as as much as solving an episode as like it was a puzzle we figured out that puzzle, we put it down versus Strange New World is like a perspective, like whether it's one or two writers or sort of thing. Like, yeah, that's why that worked. Like if you had three or four people working on that script, you wouldn't be able to have everything go to the next yeah. arc, probably. Or, you know, it's I don't know, like. I guess the dangerous point right now is like that first season of Strange New Worlds felt like nobody was paying attention so they could kind of get away with anything. So I am worried a little bit now that they have a little pressure, but so far I love it every, every week. Like even, even the episodes that aren't as good as the great episodes are better Trek than Trek has been. So totally totally. since, yeah. Yeah. Show rules. (laughs) Love that theme tune too. God, I love that theme tune. Have not been skipping it. I don't, well, I don't skip intros, but I especially <laughs> like this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do you got anything else video game-wise, or we want to just go into really watching I don't. One? I think we should just talk about Spider-Verse. Is it time yeah, to yeah. talk about oh, Spider-Verse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so we have somehow not talked about Spider-Verse, because yeah. it has been a while. Um, I'll just say I experienced it mm-hmm. in a less than ideal way, and I am looking very forward to getting the chance to watch it again so that my mood on it can improve. Um, oh. It was no uh, way the movie's fault. People- no, no, I accidentally bought tickets to a closed captioning screening, oh, and it was I- distracting as hell. I can't watch mm, yeah. those. I, I can't. Closed captioning is... And and yeah. that's a me problem. I know for a lot of people it's helpful to catch dialogue, but to me mm-hmm. it's just super distracting. Mm. Yep. No, I'm I'm the same. I actually had that conversation with my mom when yeah. I was home as mm. well. Like it's I'm happy that that option's there for, you know, like a yes. lot of people. But yeah. uh same deal. Like it's drawing my eye downward, yeah. especially in that movie <laughs> it's where too there's much to much look to at. Look I can't be reading words. Yeah. 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 We watch almost everything with subtitles on in this house and I just do it now yeah. too out of habit, but I don't know. We don't go see closed caption movies. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh yeah, I walked out of that movie and I'm like, man, I want to see that movie again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was mad that I didn't get to the IMAX because I had the option, but mm-hmm. my ran out. But uh yeah, the movie's 
really good. Like I, yeah. I like the first one more personally, mm. but I get, I have no qualms with anybody that puts this one above it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's two excellent movies. I mean, for me, it's, it feels very much like a part two of a three part story, you know, like it doesn't have the sort of conclusiveness that a part one does and and Mm -hmm. can't necessarily. And plus, you know, we, we, we've already seen that, you know, Spider-Man, it's Spider-Verse. The first one was, God, it was fucking groundbreaking. And like, Mm -hmm. well, it's, it's kind of script versus how it's told in a way. Cause Mm. this one is more expressionist, which like I love. I think like like I had, and again, it's, it's the best movie I've seen so far this year. But also like, uh, you know, there's pacing stuff that is specifically like, oh yeah, this is a part one of part two. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that part two is gonna like take care of any qualms I had with like any of that stuff. Yes. And I'm just yeah. probably gonna watch them as one movie moving forward. Yeah, for the yeah. most part. I, I just thought that first one had such a tight script. Like that's yeah. that's kind of the hard thing. It's like that one kind of tied up in a bow. But again, like I just love that there's a palette to let artists do cool shit that like there there isn't this kind of opportunity sort of thing. Like because it's a Spider-Man movie, they can go, hey, great animators slash seven-year-old that animates legos come (laughs) like like give us your best and you know like you you fell in love with the first one you understand this universe like come play we want we want to see what you'll do sort of thing yeah um yeah i thought the movie was incredible uh (laughs) just like amazing to look at all of the superlatives uh, it, oh. it, it was definitely a bummer about 20 minutes to the end when I was like, oh, right, this isn't, it's not the <laughs> oh, end. So yeah. I, I, one of the things that was interesting talking to people, because like I did that because I knew, but I forgot until like the last scene. And then nah. it was just, like, and then I kind of went like down and then up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people I've talked to, the audience reaction has been just really, really cool in that like, the audience wants more, but they're so happy that they're getting more. Like there's this, <laughs> like this very interesting cheer at the end. That's like, Oh my God, we get another one of these. I didn't yeah. even know. What a surprise. What a gift. So yeah. that was not my theater. People were confused. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, it's not yep. important, but just, yeah, it's, uh, it's so close between the two. It's impossible to call a winner. It's yeah. just, you know, at the end, it's just going to be cheap and just be like, man, this saga is like the best Spider-Man movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. This whole no, thing it, that they're putting together. Yeah. One great yeah. movie, even with, you know, Into the Spider-Verse at the, the beginning mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, Though, you know, they still, like, there is a resolution to kind of arcs for Miles and Gwen in the movie yeah, with yeah. Miles coming around to, you know, telling his family that he's Spider-Man, uh, even though it doesn't end up being his family and right. Gwen realizing that she should have been trusting miles and not, uh, uh, yeah. Spider-Man 2099, um, right. separating from that. So there, there is some there, but obviously the door is still wide open for yeah. where that movie is going to go. Uh, I mean, I watched that first movie so many times. So many times. Uh, oh, I wish I had gone back and gotten to see it before I 
I'd refresh mm-hmm. my memory on there, it before I went out to see this one. I feel like there's just like so many more details that were just Im- going to be impossible to catch on a first viewing, which is yes, why I can't wait to. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like this is the f- first time that I can remember that like because like the next day I was like scrolling through Twitter and Wario 64 is like, oh, here's the Across the Spider-Verse Blu-ray up. And you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pre-order that. So when it comes mm-hmm. out, I get an email and then I'll go get it. Uh, <laughs> I just don't want to forget. I don't need to pre-order yeah. it. Um, I, you know, don't buy very many things on, on Blu-ray at all anymore, but that was, yeah, no, I just want to have that and just put that in and just watch it over and over and over and over again. Uh, the way the movie, you know, starts out with Leonardo da Vinci vulture and. Oh, I was going to say like, even, I mean the, the Gwen intro on the watercolor Gwen Stacy. Yeah. But then transitioning that to just like, okay, there, you know, you get. Leonardo da Vinci vulture and you have like, and more characters come into it. It's like, you have like three different animation styles fighting each yeah. other in this yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's bonkers. Yes. No, it's like, wild. I was losing my mind. In the <laughs> I mean, especially like that point, I was mm-hmm. just sort of like, Oh, they are just doing everything. Like, you know, Hobie. Yep. Hobie <laughs> made it this far without like, saying Hobie. <laughs> I know. But I mean, like that's, I'm not, I'm obviously not as big a Spider-Man reader as you, mm-hmm. but like as, as Marvel designs go, Spider-Punk has always been one of my favorites anyways. And now you've got three different frame rates going on <laughs> alone. Cause like, and some are animated on the, what is it? it it's the twos, the threes and fours between his clothing, his guitar and yep. him. Um, and Daniel Kaluuya is, fucking great um perfect uh yeah I, just fucking everything he fucking does the the only it's it's a weird qualm and it's not something that like dragged the movie down and i'm not usually like a plot guy but the weirdest thing to me i couldn't get over that every spider-man accepted the destiny plan mm. that every single one was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to follow that. Yeah. Like blindly. Like without question. Like, I don't know. Just because, like, except for Hobie, of course, because that's inherent to his character. But I don't know. Like, that was the only thing that felt a little stretched. But also because of that, we got everything else. Like, Mm -hmm. the movie doesn't work without that conceit. So I don't care. It was just like, okay, I'm just going to let this one go. Yeah. But it feels weird. <laughs> I don't know. Spider-Man generally isn't one that like falls in line that easily. Yeah. I guess to me, it it did feel like, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, I am more than willing to give this movie a very long leash, but yeah, sort of the logical leap that you have to make to accept that, that, um, whatever they call it, the, the, the pivotal event or whatever yeah. they're, the canon event, the, the canon, canon event. Of- um had to happen like i i think that that is a really cool concept for a multiverse movie but mm-hmm. it's also one that doesn't quite hold up to the level of scrutiny that the film's plot demanded of it and its main purpose yeah. was i think to give miles the emotional thrust of being able to follow his mother's advice and you know and so there were two that, main emotions what well it was just like it's that coupled with they they wanted that theme that miles is different than the other spider-man yeah yeah like, 
like and that's the only because and that's what i was doing too where i'm just like it's literally because how else do you separate him while saying you are spider-man yeah yeah how else do we get to have the, have this character be told you don't belong here Right. So that he can overcome that, you know, it's that it yeah. it's all a little tenuous for me. Yeah. But uh, again, I'm I'm gonna give it a very long leash. Um, I mean, in part, I guess you could say that like the Spider Mans that are already there have already been through the canon events. So mm -hmm. like, right, yeah. Like they they, I'm yeah. trying to remember whether like Spider Man India was already a part of it or see, I yeah, no, because they disrupted his. They did this. They disrupted his can event, but I think he already knew about the Spider Verse. I can't quite. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, he, but, yeah. But he, yeah. But he wasn't there, like in there. He was in his world. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I, mean, I got to watch it again. It's one of those things where it's yeah. like it's it's a comparatively because of what it gave us. I ultimately don't care, but it was something yeah. that like I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like ooh, that was right there, real yeah. thin. Yeah, <laughs> here's here's the one conceit you have to make, and yep. then you can just enjoy the movie and just you know go yeah, all out. Pretty much. And it was it was funny when like he's going, he's getting scanned to go back to Earth, and it comes up as forty two, and I'm like, oh, that's not his Earth, that's the spider. Oh, but yeah. I didn't put yep. two and two together what that meant was happening immediately. <laughs> uh -huh. So that well, was I, cool. <laughs> did you um, yeah, and and just how complex. Man, I really like Daniel Pemberton doing the music. I mean, like in general, but uh, like even because when he goes to 42, that was a thing like because he weaves in the Prowler theme with Miles mm -hmm. theme, like yeah. before Prowler yeah. shows up and like stuff like that. That's like you're getting little hints. It's, it's just it's such a dense movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and Donald Glover, of course, was of course. <laughs> just that was that reaction was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Mine included. Yeah. Just reeling, just like, well, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> what is that? And, and the way that shot looked too. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. There, there was something like, I don't know, James Gunn esh about it, like mm -hmm. in a weird, he's in a, he's in a cage. He's live action. He's framed really big. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tim, do you know enough about the history here? I, I saw some online complaints that the movie got the character of Ben Parker wrong. Is that... Uh... Is the Spider-Man with oh, the, the, Scarlet like, like the vesty hood? Yeah, that's Scarlet Spider. Yeah, okay. that is... Mm -hmm. So... <sighs> the, I mean... I if you are looking at that character as being exactly that character, then yes. Mm -hmm. Where yeah. it's, you know, I accept it as more of like, well, this is well for what it is, which is a, uh, just a general characterization of nineties comic books. Um, yeah. That's how I took it. Not knowing yeah. the, the specific no, it, character, but then I saw people complaining online about it. Yeah, no, it's they, not they exactly it character joke. Yeah. Because it's not exactly that character. That's why it's not him. But I can yeah. see, yeah, if you're like, you know, if if that's what you wanted was exactly Scarlet Spider, then you did not get that. No, right. you. Yeah. But I think what they have there plays better um, right. and works if yeah. you're if you're not like about right. <laughs> the way characters are presented in, in the movie. Yeah, I could see if that was like your number one dude, but. Yeah, like you, you have so much going on. 
that like some characters are going to be two dimensional for a joke. Like that's how it mm-hmm. works. But it was great. Just like the way, I mean, the way he was animated, uh, you know, I yeah. got it. I, I picked up what was being put down there and enjoyed it as a longtime fan of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing that took me out of things a little bit, and again, this is a me problem, not a movie problem. And I don't know All if right. you guys were even paying attention to this before I saw the movie. I saw a lot of online commentary about how Gwen Stacy's mm-hmm. about how Gwen was is a not necessarily an explicitly trans character, but trans coded. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of watching for that through the whole movie and mm-hmm. I didn't really see it. I'm sorry, my trans friends. Huh? I love you. But I just I I'm I'm not really seeing it. And I'm wondering if I don't know, you well, okay. some people so are reading here's, more here's... into it than my my speech on that because this is another one of those tightrope things because like she she was I mean the big thing is she has the trans rights banner and mm. there's a couple a couple other things that I can't remember from like reading but what what they had to do was make make a trans character in a mainstream movie that isn't going to draw flags that is going to get the most people to see it mm-hmm. versus if if that was like really on the nose or even you know more obvious there was going to be pushback versus you do a character that is coded that way that is in that vein it's just they're treated you know as a natural part of everything else now you know kids that you know, whose parents would have taken them away from this actually got to see it. So it's, it kind of sucks sometimes that it, it, I don't even think that character's like watered down per se, but Mm -hmm. uh, like even like a turning red sort of situation that uh, is a little more overt, I suppose. There were a lot of people whose parents wouldn't let them see that movie sort of thing and i i think that's Hmm. the two sides you have to kind of play okay like i don't i don't think that i don't know like it's did you see it though because like i i can't watch the frozen movies now without seeing it as a as a queer coded movie okay um but so so i was actively looking for it in this movie and i i don't i just i didn't i don't know i didn't really see i didn't see the codes I no, I, I mean, aside, yeah, aside from just being generally progressive in that fashion, but I was more taking it off of like, okay, if other people are seeing this as coded, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's I, not yeah, necessarily I do not something from anyone's perspective. that we can see. No. Uh, well, it reminds me of watching Legend of Korra um, uh, and how when it got to the end of that uh, series, um, mm-hmm. and it was all but confirmed on screen that, you know, Cora and, um, what's her face? Uh, uh I, I wanted to say <laughs> Azula, which is not right. That, that's, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, Cora, the main character, uh, was in a relationship. Asami. Thank you. Zero. Asami, I just uh, typed us off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that, that they were, uh, they had the hots for one another and like they, you know, the, the last shot is them it's like at the very end is like Cora's just says to her just like hey you want to get on here you want to go on an adventure and they like stamp 
step into like mm-hmm. a portal and they're like holding hands and looking at each other. And then it cuts to the credits and they don't kiss. And you know, the creator had to get out there. Um, uh, the same creator actually, uh, <laughs> who was the director of across the spider verse. Now that I think about it, had to get out there and be like, <laughs> Oh no, they're gay. Like, let's be clear. But there was people who were like, no, 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 that's yeah. not what happened. That's not what was going on. Whereas for me, who was watching the show with my wife, who was picking up on every single <laughs> like ah. queer coded thing for two seasons. And I was like, you're just being a ridiculous fan shipper. And then it got to the end and I was like, Oh, no, this was coming from a mile away and I just didn't see uh-huh. it because that's not how I read things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, this may be something similar to that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I would be, you know, I, I would love to have someone explain the signs that I am missing, I think, because I, I would love to be able to see that character arc, uh, yeah. in, in, in her story. Cause I, I, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's just like I like I like that you you get you get that in there and in front of the most amount of people like and it's it's not done for like it. it nothing about that movie feels like it was done for the money to get more like it. What It didn't feel like they oh, were pulling God. things back. No, by any means. No. and and I mean, that was one of the things, too, where like. The first one comes out, and like even when it was announced, it's like Sony's doing an animated. Oh movie. yeah, oh yeah. You're right. And no, no. Zero, of- zero was saying the metaphor is a lot more explicit in Netflix's Nimona. I don't know if you watched that yet. Oh, we just, I haven't watched that yet. yet. No. I'm excited yeah. too. Like I, I've been following for a while. Yeah. yeah Lauren yeah. watched it the other day, and I saw most of it. And yeah, it's <laughs> it's like oh, cool. blatant. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Noel Stevenson yeah. too. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Shira. All yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I, I like whether that's the thing is like every review I've seen, you know, is more about being happy that she got to make it after all the bullshit with Disney mm. rather than like, I have no idea if the movie's good, <laughs> like, uh, but the comic was supposed to be really good. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to transition, but yeah. So the other thing about Across the Spider Verse that you know is unfortunately the yeah the we got a seedy <laughs> underbelly of uh, you know what we usually hear when a video game is coming out about like forced crunch and poor working conditions and yeah. uh, you know the the thing coming together basically at the very last minute. Uh, and and people being out there being like, yeah, there's no way there's going to be another movie ready by next March because it's yeah. barely been started on. Uh, it sucks. I've I've heard from several several different places that Phil Lord is kind of like this about working conditions, mm-hmm. and it does sour the whole thing in a way. Yeah. Well, I remember like you know when they were working on Solo, like like it, I I feel like I heard similar things out of that. Um, yeah, with the way he wanted to shoot the movie and it was just like driving everyone up a wall. Uh, right. so <laughs> I don't know, but it sucks yeah. to hear about something that came out, you know, so awesome. <laughs> and I never want to hear that about like art that I like yeah. that people yeah. had to go through the grinder to make it happen. So, uh, um, you know, they've already been out there basically saying like, well, you know, we're going to give that movie as long as it needs to, to get done. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not saying you know now that it's going to be delayed but you know it's basically saying that like well we'll delay it if we have to so yeah maybe it probably no, un- 
the on the on the gross marketing side, it gave them an out because that was not going to be done in March. So now that they can go like, well, because, you know, we we're fixing up all of these conditions mm-hmm. like that's good. Mm-hmm. The statement yeah. comes out. Yeah. 100%. It also helps. I think that, you know, the movie has gotten, you know, the critical praise that it has, like both movies. And this one has been such a huge financial success that they're going to be like, well, we don't want to screw that up. Um, yeah. We have something good here. We want to nail it. You know, if, if that if they want to nail it so that they can do a bunch of spinoffs, fine. But please nail it. Yeah. Please nail yeah. this for me. Uh, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. So, yeah, I don't mind waiting mm-hmm. uh, longer for a great movie, especially if it means people don't have to work 70 hours a week to make yeah. it happen. Absolutely. No, it's as as much as I've enjoyed other movies in this kind of art style, they really do prove like why, like it's just head and tails better than anybody else. Even taking that system. Oh yeah. 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 (sighs) Uh, Good Lord. But yeah, but I went, yeah, I was going to talk. So the other, I think the only other movie I saw in theaters was, um, elemental. Okay. Uh, Oh, I didn't. Which is a, a less exciting animated feature. Yeah, people uh, <laughs> sure don't seem to like that movie at all. I think it's harsh to say that it's bad, but it's not out of line to say that it's just whatever. Um, <laughs> this was so you know yeah. I the the week that you were on vacation, Dave. Uh, yeah. I was also off from work, like with my child, uh, because we you know I am a 10, 12 month school employee, so yeah. therefore I don't get to. Uh, to uh yeah <laughs> i'm not off all summer so having to find child care for my kids a pain in the ass yeah that come has to come out of people's yeah whatever it's a whole thing so, yeah i had him that week but like which yeah. ended up kind of sucking because that whole week there was like two nice days there was the sunday which was the first so i had to work overtime on saturday because it was commencement uh Featuring uh, what's his name, Chad Michael Murray, Hollywood actor Chad Michael Murray Chad is Michael the guest Murray? speaker. Yeah, because he graduated from Clarence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In '99. Oh, that's hilarious. Yep. Yeah. Well, last year it was the president of the Green Bay Packers, uh, who graduated from Clarence. Uh, <laughs> and this year it's Chad Michael Murray. This year it's Chad Michael Murray, <laughs> which is insane. But he he had to beat feet because he had to drive up to Canada to shoot something at six oh, the next day. And oh, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> oh yeah so it was a nice day that sunday but it was both my anniversary and my child had to go to a birthday party so like i already had plans that day yeah um pay-per-view you wanted to see in toronto i I, I did get to i didn't get to go to it but i did like it got to like nine o'clock that night and like we were both it was yeah, I was like after the kid went to bed and Lauren was just like, I just I just want to sit and play Diablo. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I only missed the first hour of that amazing pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, it was either like raining or it was air quality because of smoke from Can- Canadian fires again. Yeah, yeah, I got For, it. Guys. Yeah, there was like <laughs> three days of that, one of which featured me driving up to Canada to watch professional wrestling. Um but yeah, it just sucked because like we wanted to go out and do stuff, and I did have some indoor plans in mind. But then it was like, uh, 
but one of those days, anyways, we went to see a movie, and he chose he chose to see Elemental over Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, mm. perhaps for the best. I was going to uh, say you might have still but. It, at the very least, Elemental is under two hours. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just. Uh, it's a fine Pixar movie. You watch the animation in this movie, you're like, man, Pixar is good at animation. It is not as yep. stunning or creative as Spider-Verse. Um, this is a story that you have, you know, it is hitting notes that you have heard before many times in their yeah, movies. The <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like offering nothing new. It's just offering a very solid Pixar movie which ultimately is just fucking disappointing because they're so you know they had yeah. such a rep yeah. for such a long time and i feel like that's fallen off for sure yeah. Uh, yeah and it's it's annoying because it was an original movie mm-hmm. but nothing about that movie looks original no. like no. they ruined that chance <laughs> yeah it's just like doesn't it's like oh yeah they're just elementals and they it's fire and water and they don't mix or do they mix? They mix. Uh, and it's like, you know, there's yeah. Just characters changing. Yeah. From odd couple changing each other's perspectives on their world. And, uh, it's just, but yeah, it's, it's, it's totally fine. And Richard enjoyed it. And it it's, that's you know, good. a feast hey. for the eyes. So it's, it's fine. It's just all, I was thinking, cause somebody, my coworker said to me that apparently like people were mad about it because there's like mm-hmm. a non-binary character in it. And then oh, like wa- that was watch, insane. watching the movie, like it blows past me so fast. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. also they're fucking water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you, how are you even like, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, the, the, the characters are rendered in such a way that a male female binary is established that we would recognize, but also these are characters made of fire and wood and water and air, like, and, and it breezes by so fast. I'm like, how could someone even have time to care about this? Uh, yeah. it's even like. You know, I think back to to Lightyear last year, and just like, oh, Buzz's friend is is you know is a woman who is married to a woman, and there's like one shot where that's established, and it's like, okay, whatever. It's like even less blatant than that. People are like, this is why this movie's a failure because Disney's so woke. We need Ron DeSantis to <laughs> shut them down. Because people like, want culture wars on everything. Like pe- people feel smart because they spotted an obvious fucking thing. And it's just like, well, I, it's so not obvious. I literally wouldn't have fucking even thought about it. It was yeah. on screen and off so fast. I would not have even, my brain wouldn't have had the time to be like, oh, those two water characters are not <laughs> specifically gendered. Is there something woke going on here? I was like, I never. Well, I guess I can transition to the most woke thing that I watched. All right, let's go. Man, so, so Boots Riley, who did. Uh, oh. Sorry to bother you. Came out with a show on Amazon called I'm a Virgo. Mm-hmm. Uh, show is great. Uh, he. He is so yeah. Boots is a musician turned filmmaker, uh, activist musician, very much an activist turned musician turned filmmaker, um, 
who made a story that kind of starts out feeling like Edward Scissorhands if it was done like Michelle Gondry. Like, <laughs> it looks very, very Gondry. Mm. It's kind of like how he tells things. It's very, like, surrealist and colorful and all that stuff. But to me, kind of ended up being a little more, like, in the same vein as Watchmen, in a way. Because it's basically a treatise on superheroes in a in a roundabout way like it's mm. the the premise is there's a a big boy there's a big boy there's a big boy <laughs> that, he's big there, there yeah there's there's a boy who's like 20 feet tall yep. uh his his parents have kind of kept him away from the world and of course when the show starts he's you know discovering the world he get, gets out and there's the world so there's a lot of those like Edward Scissorhands kind of things. Um, it's <laughs> and and the things like it's the most leftist, sh- like gleefully leftist show that I've ever like watched. Like if you watch Sorry to Bother Me, you you get it. Yeah, like yeah. it 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 very much that. But it's I mean You've they literally taken me from wanting to see this to wanting to watch yeah. this after we do the podcast immediately. Oh, uh, it's. I, I blew through it pretty quickly and you've got Walt, Walter Goggins as the villain, just like having, having a ham fest, just okay. having a, having Beautiful. a blast. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And Boots Riley has this band, the tune yards that's been doing music for him for, for both of them. So it's really interesting because they're kind of like, it's found, it's found music or found instrument. However you describe that, mm-hmm. but in a very like melodic kind of way, like usually you hear that kind of that thing and you're like, oh, it's going to be a lot of percussion. It's like, yeah. no, it just feels yeah. like a cool like garage band kind of thing. Like it, it gives it a very, very different kind of like swagger. Um, and there's, you know, it, it's I wish there's not many shows nowadays that I'm like, I wish it had a couple more episodes. Usually I'm like, I wish you would have taken it away. Like yeah. it was a this one's seven episodes. And for how many shows are ten episodes? This was the one that was shortened down. So I, I get the feeling there's not going to be another season, but it has been doing pretty well uh, for him. So, but uh, yeah, one of those things that gets buried in streaming. So check it out yeah. if any of that was interesting. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, I also watched a woke Disney controversy movie. We t- <laughs> We, we, we took the kids to see the live action Little Mermaid and, um, oh, okay. you know, it, while it is just as pointless as all of their live action remakes have been like this is completely yeah. redundant and does not need to exist and in no way supplants the original. Um, of course, Halle Bailey, uh, who stars as Ariel, uh, the, it's a fucking black mermaid. How's that even work? What? Crazy. Uh, no, of course she is. She is wonderful. She's a delight. Uh, her acting is really good. In fact, my biggest disappointment is that vocally her uh, renditions of the songs are a little too close to what Jody Benson already did. Uh, um, um, yeah. And uh, but my main takeaway from this film is that it is a huge wasted opportunity because Melissa McCarthy is so good as Ursula that this movie should have been an Ursula prequel story in the same vein as the Cruella DeVille live action. Movie. Uh, ooh, that would be fun. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's just she's <laughs> completely she steals this movie so thoroughly 
that you just get mm-hmm. the sense that like not only is this a pointless live action remake, but like there's this amazing character right here. They already did it with Cruella. Why are they not doing this with her? I mean, I'm happy that they're not doing that with everything, but that oh, yeah, said, yeah. that was the one that worked. <laughs> like, yeah. And I wasn't like, sure she was like, going to nail it, but wow, does she nail it. Um, nice. Yeah. yeah, that's good to hear. I, I mean, like that movie to me feels like uh, when Ghostbusters 2016 came out, uh, which I didn't see, but was like people were complaining that there's there's girl Ghostbusters and ultimately it's like, no, you're complaining because it's like a movie that's not working and also there's a thing that you have to complain about. <laughs> or she's like, give the fuck this is a black woman. Care if it's like a good movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. I wish I could defend yeah. it, you know, more, but it's it's, right. it's just another pointless live action remake. Um, but did you ever see that newer Ghostbusters, Weiss, Afterlife? No, I I haven't, but yeah. I've been hearing a lot of good things about the sequel to that that's coming. Okay. Was... Which has, like, Kumail is one of the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and I don't know, there's a few of the casting things were interesting, and, like, you know, of course people that are working on it say it's a good script, but it was mm-hmm. phrased in a way that I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot, but... I don't know. I it looked a little too uh, servicey the last yeah. one. I mean, but, I can't. Somebody the 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 phrase "dungeon of necrophilia" crossed my uh, feed uh, <laughs> in regards to that movie when it came out, and I've never been able to get it out of my head because I just yeah, laughed for so long. I'm like, oh yeah, that I get it. I think Frank Cifaldi yeah. retweeted that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I liked all the all ladies Ghostbusters was fine. It was that's not, what I I, I mean yeah. like you know people went back and forth. I've I've heard enough people defend it at this point. I think the trailers are bad. Yeah. I, that's oh yeah, I I'll say that. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like incredible. It wasn't like no. as good as the first Ghostbusters, but it was no, fine. But it's like a the screwball yeah. comedy starring yeah. four comic actor actors that I like. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, the the level of vitriol that it was getting uh oh, was not so warranted funny. and also suspicious. Yeah. Uh <laughs> So um yeah, well, did you guys see anything else, or do I rifle through? Uh, I don't see think else. so. I'm trying to think if I... Uh, it's been so, a lot of playing video games. Uh. Yeah. But like, uh, okay, so quick one, the only other TV show I've got, uh, I only watched last night, but... So there's uh, a show called My Adventures with Superman that just came yeah, out. I've a lot about seen this. some a lot? stuff about that. Well, I've seen commercials. It's, yeah, it's no, I... I really liked her. So, so it's, it is straight up a shonen anime of Superman. Like they, they say it pretty blatantly. Like, uh, the, they wear it on their sleeves. Clark Kent is basically a Goku, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very throwing the first couple scenes and then you totally get it. And it's just very charming. That's it. It feels, uh, in vain with like kind of, you know, that that lovely era of like Justice League Unlimited kind of like sincerity. Um and and yeah, the shonen stuff lends itself really well to this story and also makes it a little more interesting where it's just sort of like, oh yeah, I understand this hero. I've seen him in so many animes. Mm. 
sort of thing. Oh, uh, there's only two episodes. I can actually catch up on this. All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm super interested in that. What's it streaming on? Yeah. Uh, Max. Uh, Max, of course. Because yeah, it's Adult Swim. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, movies. So I saw Asteroid City. Oh, yeah. The, uh, oh, the new Wes Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. I like that movie. It's it's the only problem with it, and it's not even a problem. Like, like the movie is so fun because Wes Anderson is better at making fun of Wes Anderson than everybody else. <laughs> like, like there's there's so much. Like, it's a whole like subgenre of TikTok of just like making fun of Wes Anderson mm-hmm. stuff. It's a lot of social media. Um, he's very, he's been doing it the last like couple movies. Not only is he very good at poking fun at himself, uh, his staging, just the way he transitions sets and it's more and more of a living like diorama slash, you know, active stage set sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like, is so good and so seamless. I'm, I'm, like, I'm imagining just long, just completely side on, just tracking shots, uh, just from from, so, from yes. diorama to diorama to diorama. Imagine, you know, like you've got a tracking shot in the desert of just like little houses, and you have like a house comes up. You've got a little scene going on here. This goes away. Now you've got a different perspective of a different house that's laid out in the same village as we're tracking to have yeah. another conversation, you know, like, and it's, it's, it's effortless and it's not like, it's still in that it's a little more showy than like a Spielberg winner, but it's still servicing like the story itself. It's not like, yeah. Ooh, I'm watching this because it's one shot. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's not like a Robert Altman shot where it's like, here's a bunch of atmosphere. It's like, it's, it's, it's right, charming. Right. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, and that's the the plus or minus your mileage will vary on a Wes Anderson is how charmed you are oh, yeah. in general. I think yeah, um, but yeah, this one is meta to the level of poking fun of the seams uh, of just narratives in general, and it's just it's so overt that like it's it's only a problem because the actual like story within the story is really good is a really good Wes Anderson movie like. The, the town about the asteroid uh, is fascinating to watch and everybody in it. Um, yeah, it's, it's for me, he's, he's about like, I don't know. I've got, th- you know, like Tenenbaum's life aquatic and Mr. Fox are like my high highs, yeah. like emotionally. Then I've got like a few others that are really, really good, but don't quite hit that emotional spot. And that's where I put asteroid city. Like all right. it's all right. That's where Budapest lands for you. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This is I. I. It's kind of neck and neck. I. I put Budapest slightly above it because I think like it's it's meta, but it doesn't break the narrative, and I just have a preference for that. Where it's 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 clearly about Wes Anderson, but also like this, it doesn't take me out of the story. Whereas Asteroid City specifically takes you out of the story, like hmm. okay. it wants to. Like it's it's done in cool ways. Like I I definitely like it, but. Uh, yeah, that's just a preference kind right. of thing. All right. Um, um, yeah. As as long as we're talking about a new work by some of our favorite auteurs, uh, not yeah. a movie, but uh, I I saw the touring production of um, of um, 
Oh my god, I just mentioned him, and now his name is <laughs> you know Robert the, the West Wing. Uh, the West Wing. Oh, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorkin, yeah you fucking, Yes, yes, I saw Aaron Sorkin's production of To Kill a Mockingbird um, right. while it's on tour. It is it is on tour right now, uh, near the end of its tour, but it just got renewed, starring the actor who played John Boy on The Waltons in the 70s uh, oh, wow. as Atticus Finch. <laughs> and um, I, I, I love Aaron Sorkin as much as his shtick drives me crazy, which I've, I'm sure I've mentioned a lot on the podcast. Um, this was really fucking good. And, uh, it's, it's, it, it was a little, I waited a long time to get into it because it spelt a death knell for a production of To Kill a Mockingbird that a lot of my friends were in, in Buffalo, when, mm-hmm. when Aaron Sorkin was given the exclusive theatrical production rights. It meant that every other production that was currently in rehearsal of the extant stage adaptation had to mm-hmm. either buy the rights to the new Sorkin script and mount that one instead or just abandon their show and abandon all the investment that they had put in it. And that was the position that a lot of my friends in Buffalo were in. They had to just cancel. Uh, they were a week to open and they had to cancel because Aaron Sorkin was granted exclusive rights and their version was then now officially not sanctioned anymore. Um, yep. But it's really fucking good. It is it, it, it is the, the perfect vehicle for that thing that Aaron Sorkin does, which is where he writes very brainy characters who have trouble connecting to each other on a human mm-hmm. level. Um, like a Western. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Just like that. Uh, that, that that's, that that's what made me think of it. Um, yep. And uh, but this this production has the co- like uh, uh, the, the the three children that are kind of the main characters into Kill a Mockingbird are all played by adults. And at first mm-hmm. it's a little jarring. It's a little weird. Um, and the, the, the there are two guys playing, uh, playing the older brother and his buddy who are playing things a bit more naturalistically. And I really liked what they were doing. They were doing things with their bodies where they're like, I'm moving around like a 10-year-old boy, like chest first. And, mm-hmm. and it felt very plausible. But the girl, okay. the main character, Scout, from whom the perspective of whom the story is told, the mm-hmm. actress was doing the actress was doing this really kind of weird voice because they were all southern but she was doing this very deliberate <laughs> sort of accent that was like sort of made her sound like more like she was from brooklyn it was very bizarre that's very it like, sounds like dusty dusty roads it, it, oh yeah <laughs> it was, if you wheel such a deliberate character voice and at first it just pulled me i was like what is this woman doing this is over the top and like and and by the end of the show it grew on me enough that i could forget about it and and her actual acting was terrific like she and she was a very plausible childlike character it's just that i thought that her kid voice was just thought of weird um but that said like two weeks later i was listening to my six-year-old talk and Mm. she had a lot of the exact same quirks of speech that this woman oh. had and so i was like oh shit she must have really listened to a kid and was trying yeah. to replicate exactly what a kid would say okay okay i live with kids and i did not even pick up on this i was like okay wow good for her it definitely right. sounded weird in the moment but i can see how it was accurate so good for her i i guess my acting question on that because yeah. if if your character is always partially you and you're going 
that far into somebody you studied, is that, in your opinion, too much of a cartoon and not enough of yourself? Because I, I feel like that's, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that that is a really different, I think that you're setting yourself, as an actor, you're setting yourself up for a challenge. You're setting yourself for almost needless difficulty when you try to uh, put on a character that strongly, like, yeah, because it, it's hard to sustain. That's the mm. thing is that, you know, you, you, you see actors that are some of your favorite mimics in films, like, wow, this actor really transformed themselves. They're unrecognizable. It's amazing that they can do that. But imagine mm. having to do that eight performances a week over a, a six month tour yeah. across the country. Like that's exhausting. You don't get paid yeah. enough to do that. Why would you make yourself work that hard? You don't have Mm -hmm. to. Like, for a film, yeah, that's a lot of hard work, and it's impressive, and it's really hard to pull off, but at least you get several takes (laughs) to pull it off, and then the director gets to pick the take that works the best. Here, Mm -hmm. you gotta nail it. Eight days a week. Eight shows a week. That's just, man, why would you do that to yourself? Um, So again, like, Kudos to her yeah. that, and and yeah, you always risk like, am I it? Uh, am I? You have to absolutely nail it, or else you're gonna make your audience be like, eh, this isn't working. This is yeah. clearly a they are putting on something false, and I can tell that right. they're striving for accuracy, but it's clearly false. Well, it's like when you first started describing it, like I instantly was thinking of Tom Hanks and Elvis, which <laughs> uh, is an enjoyable. <laughs> choice it I, that i do not understand whatsoever <laughs> like it's fun to watch can i deconstruct it no <laughs> it's like it's 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 still one of the yet but i've heard i've i've certainly heard you have to like yeah. even i mean the the clip of the intro is is online like it's it's so fun to like yeah He's, he's just making choices. Um, <laughs> I, guess, I guess if, uh, yeah, only movie I've got left is the Dial of Destiny, the uh, the, yeah. the last of Vienna Jones. Uh, I liked it uh, more than I expected. Hmm. Uh, it's better than Crystal Skull, which is kind of all I wanted. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I went in with with real low expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I knew about the de-aging uh, sort of stuff, which is like it's weird because like yeah. it's not it's not bad CG. The weird part is hearing his old man voice coming out of it. Yeah. Uh, and my feeling is the way that they come out of it because that's that's like your first like 15 20 minutes of the movie is is dh stuff uh and then it cuts to the present day of the movie when it cuts to the present day it does so in a way that i personally found kind of justified the cg because it was like oh here is sad sack indiana jones like Mm. what you just watched was like his version of indiana jones like this idealized not perfect memory sort of thing so like that's doing some like leaps and bounds on you know how i'm interpreting the movie yeah but it 
it felt really, I don't know, like it worked thematically for me enough that I was able to like justify it. Uh, and it's, it's the most that had, uh, Harrison Ford has showed up for a movie. Like, <laughs> you know, however you feel about the movie and like a lot of people are like, it's boring. Uh, I, I think people are just trying to compare it to the best Indiana Jones. <laughs> like personally, uh, I don't know. Like Harrison Ford was pretty fired up. The one character he likes playing, you know, like, um, uh, uh, Fleabag, uh, what's her name? <laughs> yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Feely, yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, does, does a great job kind of, you know, being a, a different kind of, uh, kind of Indiana Jones at a different part of his life <laughs> in a, in a weird way. Um, yeah, no, I can totally see her being a great foil for him in this film. Yeah. And she's not even like, she's, I don't know, like sort of foil, sort of not like oh, it's okay. cause you've got Mads Mikkelsen as your big bad yeah. in this movie. Like they, they didn't have, and, and he's doing a great job. Yeah. Like he's, his character is an interesting way to do a Nazi in 1955, mm. uh, sort of thing. Or, 55 or 65. No, it was, it's this one's the 60s because Crystal Skull was the 50s, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, like there's, they took <laughs> uh, two things. It's like one, you know, it's James Mangold, not Spielberg. So like the action scenes aren't, you know, <laughs> look, uh, Raiders and Last Crusade are like the best blockbuster action set pieces. No. It's not those, but I think people are really like harsh on the action set pieces, which I thought were pretty good in this one. Um, and uh, like the script takes some wild swings and like people complain about that. I think that stuff is cool. <laughs> I think like where it goes in that sense, which I'm not going to give away any of that stuff, but like, you know, it's like we're, we're going to go for it. And then it does. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's stuff that you wouldn't expect, but also Indiana Jones is such a weird franchise because like the dude has had, you know, basically has seen God exist and works, uh, <laughs> on earth. You know, he's seen some stuff. Uh, he's seen aliens at this point, you know? Uh, so like, I, I feel like any of that stuff totally works. Like there's, there is another thing towards the end that I would talk about if, if people had seen it, right. uh, that drives me bonkers. Cause there's, there's basically a thing that he didn't get to make a choice. Uh, somebody else made a choice for him that I think like would have worked much, much, much better. But I, I mean, like my bottom line is like I had a there's there's a new Indiana Jones movie in 2023. Yeah. It's it's you know it's been 15 ish years since Crystal Skull. Like, is he gonna get to do another one? Who knows? You know, it's like been it's 15 like, years since Crystal Skull. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It because that was like 2008. Yeah, I believe. Yeesh. I know. <laughs> there's a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I want to say about the de-aging stuff is that what yeah, yeah. frustrates me about this is that I, I 
don't understand. I mean, I'm sure there are reasons beyond just lack of foresight, but the yeah. reason why I don't know why special effects houses, or maybe this is director driven, are not taking a more holistic approach to solving that problem and using every tool at their disposal in order to mm -hmm. get the scene right, instead of just relying on this technology. Like, in order to yeah. achieve the needs of that scene, you could combine a body double and de-aging and maybe even a, a sound-alike who has a more, who can, you know, voice double right. Harrison Ford at that age. You know, use every trick in the book in order to make mm -hmm. the scene perfect instead of giving us this uncanny thing like fucking De Niro and the Irishman. Jesus Christ. Like he's hobbling around like an old man. Yeah. He's supposed to be in his late thirties. Um, right. It's just a dead giveaway. Both, yeah. I, I mean, in, in, in both cases, but especially the Irishman, it's, it's one of those things too, where like, if, if the movie's working, like I'll laugh at the thing, but I'm like, okay, I can, I can let that go. Yeah. Like, and this is another, you know, it's, this is generational because it, there would, I would just want a body double. Like I'm totally cool with somebody playing younger Indiana Jones. That's clearly not Harrison Ford, mm -hmm. but audiences just rejected at this point. And going back to last crusade where, you know, river Phoenix is playing, you know, Indiana Jones and doing an amazing job at picking up on, physicality of Harrison for like tiny little things that, you know, I, I didn't really like notice, of course, the first thousand times watching it. Mm. Um, like you get a good actor to do that part. Like it's exciting. And they're, they're adding stuff to that character. So yet, it's even if the, even if it yeah. was a, a situation where I feel like we have seen this several times, um, and it works to various effects like 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 Rogue One. I know that they tried to mm -hmm. cast someone who really did look a little bit like Peter Cushing before uh -huh. they just kind of layered Peter Cushing's face. Like they didn't have yeah. to layer <laughs> Peter Cushing's face. Why didn't they take his existing features and just tweak uh -huh. him a little bit? Like just do it subtly. Use a combination of techniques. That's why Jurassic Park still holds up. You know, yeah. it, Spielberg could have committed for like, I believe in this new technology and I'm doing it 100%. But no, he chose the right tool for the right. He chose the right tool for each shot, basically. And that's why it still looks good. Yeah, and and I mean it's the age old thing, but like they still haven't figured out the eyes, yeah. like and that's and that's why like there were a lot of complaint like people were complaining that like they thought Harrison Ford wasn't putting in like much. It's like no, it's because of the de aging at the beginning. Like yeah. the second he shows up, like you can see he's excited. Like, um, you know he was he was sixty five in Crystal Skull, and he's like eighty in this one. And honestly, they feel like about the same age. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's annoying, but it wasn't enough to like kill the movie for sure. me. Like I, I thought crystal skull had more problems. Honestly, going back to temple of doom has more like temple of doom has higher highs, but like Willie is written so poorly. Like the female lead in that movie is, like I have a hard time with that script, just mm. the way that she's written. So it's, I put I put this one kind of in the center personally. So it's 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 not as good as the the best ones. 
duh. But if you want that sense of, you know, Indiana Jones in 2023, I think it's worth worth your time anyways. Go in with low expectations, I hope. All right, fellas, we uh, yeah we got talking. our two hour plus podcast here. Unless anyone's got anything, nah, no, I don't think so. I think I think I cleared it all. All right, boys. Yeah. Well, then this has been us. This has been Dave and Tim and Weiss. People, hello. It's been you know times are hard out there, but I want to tell you, you should give up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, just just forget it. Forget your dreams. Just subsist. Just survive. It's not getting better, only getting worse. It's not getting better. It's only getting worse. This is this is the hottest summer. (laughs) The hottest summer of our life. The hottest summer of your life so far. far. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's as hot as it's ever been and as cool as it ever will be. Yeah. (laughs) Get get another week of a hundred plus coming. Christ. Yay. Yeah. All right. So just just give up. Just forget about it. Just if if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, there could be worse things. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, just, just continuing to exist. The sweet embrace for, of for death example. is, yeah, just eh, kind of. I, mean, I, <laughs> I want to see how long Dave's going to go. By going <laughs> all right. But yeah, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching us on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, Zero in particular. Who's been at my legs chat, as I like, shift around in my chair. Oh, I didn't really see him until just then when you brought it up. Oh, I was yeah, like, I mean, I went this all the time. I was, yeah. Yeah, I was I was showing a lot of showing a lot of leg. I was in the yeah. car for three hours before I came here. So oh jeez, yeah, in, right. a car, in a car with the air conditioning broken. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I All was right. cleaning out around my air conditioner yesterday, like my AC unit for the house, and I'm yeah. looking at it, I'm like, oh man, this thing's it's I can't believe it's still working, but it is still working. So uh, it's gonna do the job. All righty, all right. Thank you, everybody. All Catch right. you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Wait, I gotta turn off this. I gotta turn off this.